We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. It's a very good afternoon as I wait for J1 to quickly roll into the studio. This is Sale Sundays. Poppy is always on track as always. Hello, Poppy. Hello there, Big Tomo. How you doing? Good yourself. Yeah, had a decent sort of week. I uh, wasn't with you last week. Apparently everything went okay. Uh, the week before that, I think the boys picked up a quadrilla worth better than $400. I know during the course of the week that um, eBay's been on fire, picking winners left, right, and a couple in the centre as well. He's been doing really well. So looking forward to the boys picking some winners for us tonight in South. First race, only a few minutes away. It certainly is. Welcome to you, Poppy. Welcome to you. Great. Great work from you, by the way, there, Tomo. Just, he's just getting a bit of experience yeah. hosting. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, you've got to put people under pressure. It's a sink or swim industry, Poppy. Well, you said to me prior to going on here, you gave me a call and said, listen, I'm going to be a few minutes uh, late by design just yeah. to give Tomo that that little rush that you need uh, as the first step towards getting an, an on-air gig, and you did it well. And he's got a smile on his face because he knows he knows he did good. Uh, he Michael did, did good. good. He did good. Um, so we've got a bit of a different situation here tonight because, uh, Peacock, you're, you're not here with me and I'm missing your little tiny presence in the studio at the moment, but you're, uh, you're ready to tip some winners. I'm in a punting mood. I've had a tough weekend and gamble responsibly at their kids. 1-800-858-858. But I, I happily admit I'm on the chase a bit tonight, I'll be honest with you, Peacock, but you're not. You've got plenty. Uh, yeah, I've had a, uh, had a pretty good run, mate. So I obviously not in the studio at the moment, but, yeah, we've got a... But a nice car to racing tonight, and hopefully we can find a few. Uh, you know, last week, uh, Jay Bond, sorry to interrupt, that's last right. week, um, you know how we had sale Sundays with a difference last week. You concentrated on Bendigo, obviously. Um, so during the course of the afternoon, I had to uh, join Miles and uh, Tags. So I studied the form, uh, the times, uh, the form on track, the trainers, had a look at the trial times. And then you called and then Peacock. I thought, and then I called Peacock. And said, Peacock... <laughs> Peacock, give me three. I only want three races. I want races three, eight, and 11. I want you to give me a win in each of those three uh, for Tags and uh, Miles. And he gave me a winner in each three, in each of those three races. A uh, couple, if you did a multi on the three tips he gave us last Sunday, 25 to 1. He came through with the goods last week, and I see even yesterday he was firing along quite nicely as well. Yeah, and hopefully he can continue that form. Um, I, I've got. A box exacta and trifecta here with two, three, seven, and eight. If I had to go with one peacock in the uh, in the first race in the car tonight at sale, and it's nice to be calling it sale Sundays again because uh, last week was again no sale Sundays. I would say maybe Elmo Rose at five dollars. Who do you like in the first? Okay, peacock. You don't have to be like that. Um, who do you like in the first peacock? I'm a big fan of the eight here, mate. Dr. Macy Jane, I think it's got a box. Uh, doesn't like the pressure, but it'll be just scooting around him and should lead him clearly on the first turn. So I think Dr. Macy Jane's the uh, the one to beat. And two cars looks the main danger here. We will be... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry buddy, Jay Bond. I noticed that uh, Will McMahon's on track tonight again, so I reckon he might have a few that he thinks are capable of going all right. He might uh, jump out of the boxes in this first one, eh? Will you be able to have a chat with him? I, remember, I think I interviewed him once. Yeah. He's... Uh, he's um, 
He was a little bit reticent, I think, to have a chat, but you, you're, you're a much more charismatic individual than I am. Well, I, I, I'm not sure what side of the fence I sit with, Bill, because remember a few weeks ago I said that I believe the McMahons are selling their property yeah. and William said, no, we're not, or, or words to that effect. Uh, well, I once told an American correspondent that Telly Savalas was Australian and I, and I, said, I declared it. He said he'd met Telly Savalas. I said he's Australian. I honestly believed it. I reckon he's gone back and told everyone that he is. That's Kojak, <laughs> of course. And by the way, by the way, kids, he's not Australian. He's the first in sale. <laughs> First of 12 here at sale on this Sunday night. Wish you well with your endeavours wherever you are around the nation. And we're set to go. There's the green light. Ready for a start. Race one. Racing, two pars got out quite nicely the inside. Showing pace was Billy Bob Jordan and around the outside there goes Dr. Macy Jane. Further back in the field was Pages Diamond. A gap then to Ellswick Susie and the rest were checked out of a header by Elmo Rose. Coming up to the corner and the leader was Billy Bob Jordan going up on the outside. Dr. Macy Jane second then came two pars. They corner for home. Billy Bob Jordan on the inside. Dr. Macy Jane. Dr. Macy Jane wins it from Billy Bob Jordan. Third was two pars. Then further back was Ellswick Susie from Pages Diamond, then came Elmo Rose, Dr. Lysandra, Aston Foxtrot, and the time there is around 25-12. Peacock has, uh, has jet, well there it is, there's a summer of love. It's just a Saturday train I'm feeling good And by the way, I can see Peacock now. I'm, I've gone to the big boy's chair that he normally occupies, and he's had a, you've had a little bit of a trim there, Peacock. Is that a, is that a two all over? It is a two all over. You're spot on, mate. Got the missus to do it late last night, so um, yeah, trimmed her up, and away we go. But what a start there! Uh, no, I tell you what, you've got the winner. I've, I've bagged my trifecta, and I reckon I get something for the fact that I've tipped that's a two all over as well. So I said, it's don't chase. It's not a good idea to chase sometimes, but. I don't know. No. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood, I reckon, tonight. Oh, yeah, I do. So I. And I tell you what, I've got one. My best bet of the night comes up in the next race. And it okay. is. Zeki? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the one to beat. Sorry, Poppy. I did notice that two pars in your trifecta on Unitab paid $50.20 a place. <laughs> Surely not. Sorry, what was that? A dollar seventy two pars, a dollar seventy on Super Tab, and on UniTab, fifty dollars twenty for number two two pars. Uh, we'll just wait and see what happens with that. But I can see it on my screen also. Uh, let us know. Oh, it's in the six forty now. Let us know, uh, listeners. Bonus, I thought you got out with Spellbound yesterday. Oh, I got out to a degree, but it was it was just one of those frustrating weekends. I've got the fast talking for. Um, for Poppy a bit later, and it's going to be very spring carnival based and find out how he did on the punt across the weekend. In fact, look, we'll start there, as a matter of fact. How have you gone? We know that Peacock's been flying. The Fitz magic was killing it. How did you go on the weekend? Uh, well, coincidentally, I actually had a very good day. You got the Melbourne Quaddy and the Sydney Quaddy, and fortu- <laughs> well, fortuitously, yeah. my mother's name is Maliva, M-I-L-E-V-A. Your mum's yeah. name. Your mum's name's not Maliva, so I, I yes. don't know why you'd lie to the listeners. No, nobody's called no, no, Maliva. It, no, it is. My mum's a Yugoslav descent. Uh, her name's Maliva Melissa Yorchich. Is her maiden name. Popplestone, obviously now, but Maliva is her name. And before uh, it used to be Clark, and that uh, trained the horse Maliva. And I saw it win a trial over in South Australia. And I knew Will. Uh, I knew Dan Clark, so I, I, I gave him a call and said, "Where'd you come up with the name Maliva?" I said, "That's my mum's name." He said, "Well, actually, Maliva was the name." 
of the first wife, I think he said of Albert Einstein or someone like that. I, I can't even remember. I thought, well, okay. Um, so I think it's out of Einstein or something. Anyway, cut a long story short, he's been very good, to, or she's been very good to me. Won four or five races now, but it was a nice one to win yesterday, just when I needed it. Paid better than 20. I got 26 fixed. Were you were, so, you, were you slightly shocked? Yeah, that, yeah. When you asked the question, were you shocked that it wasn't based on your mum? Like, were you expecting yes. that probably somebody yeah. had met your mum somewhere along the line? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been embarrassing, but no, it wasn't that. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good day. I had a good day. Uh, and, and, and coincidentally, uh, just, you know, while we're talking about winners, and let me tell you right now, I have more losers than winners. I did a multi a little while back. I had Private Eye to win the Epsom. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Zaki to win the Cox Plate and incentivise at 10 to 1 to win the Melbourne Cup. So that little investment, I'm hoping, pays off. But we're going to get Zaki over the line firstly, and I think incentivise is just as close to a good thing you can have in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, really. Are you willing to take the two dollars fifty about a Melbourne Cup runner over thirty two hundred? No. I, no, I, I don't take now. anything under seven dollars, and that's my rule. And it's a bit like the old dollar fifty pop uh, in the Greyhounds. It goes in a multi, but you don't back it straight out. No, you're right. But the way it works out for me at two fifty, it's like me having fifteen hundred, uh, seventeen, uh, no, fifteen hundred on it at two fifty. So I'll, uh, for a five dollar starter, it's not too bad. It's a, yeah, it's a, I don't, it's a funny old race in Melbourne yeah, Cup. G, he, he yeah. couldn't have been I'm with you, Mitch. It couldn't have been a more um, it couldn't have been a more dominant or impressive victory. I well, actually, if I keep asking these questions, I'll have nothing for fast talking. I was going to continue on down that track, but now I'm going to just pull up and go back to the fence because I think that I've got 15 questions there. I've already burnt one. If I burn another one, that's going to be about a five second fast talking. Peacock, you've got a couple coming in, as always. $3.20, bang, Peacock. You are wow. a freak, Peacock. And that's with a P and then a space and then a cock. So uh, that's <laughs> we've just left out, we've left out a couple of vowels. It's been a really good uh, last couple of days, Javon. Uh, I was blessed to have um, got on the receiving end of the Miles Fitzner uh, message uh, in the morning and had a really nice day on the ponies, which I don't usually do too often. So I had a nice day there. He set me up and... Um, and then I proceeded to tip uh, seven out of nine across um, Bendigo and Cannington. So uh, the last one runs second, and the first one uh, was nowhere to be seen. But, yeah, had a really good day there, and uh, hopefully we can find a few tonight. I've got a little multi coming up, which is around the $10 mark. All right. Well, I don't. I, you can't say something like that, and then there's no follow-up. Be buried the lead otherwise. So what's the multi? All right. So the multi, it is Goulburn. I know you're going to say I'm crazy, but Aston Titan, Anthony has a party. He's gone up there. He's taken a few dogs up there uh, for the feature racing. Uh, this dog, yeah, Aston Titan, 225 off the red. It's in heat three of the Golden Cup. Uh, look, he was a massive run last week. I think he's beautifully drawn, 225 for that one. Uh, we're going to roll that into my best of the night, which is Zeke. Race two, number two at sale. I think it leads and wins. And the last leg of my multi uh, is at sale also, and that is... Uh, the name of Soda Fizz. Uh, race five, number one, to place. It's up against Axenity, but to place at $2.45, I think it'll lead them up for a long, long way. Um, a couple more texts coming in. Love to fill up on the tips from you, Mitchie. Peacock on fire in the last 24 hours. That's He, he said, Matty from Geelong, mate, if I don't know your number by now, then I'll go and get a prefrontal lobotomy. Like, you don't have to tell me you're Matty from Geelong. I can see that, like, I'm very good with remembering numbers. And uh, I know I know who you are. And Rowan from Wanneroo, I can't read that out, but he's basically saying, um, uh, how do I put this nicely? He's saying, Peacock, if he had a wife, he'd, 
and share it. And anyway, that, that, that's what he's saying with you. So, um, and I think that's lovely because sharing is caring in life. What, uh, yes, Paul. Well, Jay, but what, what I was interested with, with, with me and yourself as more experienced campaigners than young Mitch, mm-hmm. um, when we said that you know you should shave your partners during the lockdown, this isn't quite what we meant. But, Mitch, <laughs> um, but anyway, he's uh, he, he's he's had his go. Actually, actually, I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of this look. I, you, you, I don't know if he sent you a pic, um, Pete, uh, Bobby, but I, I just I don't know. I'm getting a big a I'm getting a big haircut yeah. soon. Like, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of the like the the, the man neat look, and I, clearly I'm not rocking that at the moment, but I like it, Peacock. Well, can I t- thank you, mate? I'll uh, take the compliment there. But uh, it was actually the, the haircut was taken last night, or done in the uh, bathroom. I, the missus dragged me in there and said, "All right, we're shaving your hair." Um, because unfortunately I get a little bit of psoriasis, which is uh, frustrating and it gets annoying. So uh, she's uh, shaved the head for me. And mid-conversation, uh, the one Miles Fitzner's decided to give me a buzz. So I had uh, Miranda with the Clippers on the old FaceTime with Miles Fitzner, tipping winners at Bendigo, and uh, it was an absolute, it was absolute scenes, but it was fantastic. I reckon only women can multitask, please. Um, Tomo, you were great early on, mate, but I'm getting a lot of feedback that we've got feedback. So there's a lot, there's a big echo going on, and I know we've got a lot moving on with teams and Poppy down there at Sale, but apparently people are listening to this like I've got you know one of the big blasters and I'm in a car and I'm screaming out to people, you know, one of those one of those big blowers, if you know what I'm saying. So if we can potentially get that, Kurt said it, Dal's been on letting us know. So if we can uh, get that fixed, I reckon we just did. <laughs> hey Tomo, if you could do it that easily, I don't know. Reckon you could have done it early. I don't know. I'm just saying. I only alerted you then. That's fine. We might go to a, uh, a break in a couple of minutes. My best of the night, by the way. I'll get your thoughts, Peacock, to try and get a little bit of confidence. I'm waiting till very late in the night. And, by the way, I'm not offering up Desi G to any more terrorists because she's already – she's pretty shell-shocked and a lot of PTSD. So we've got, a, we've, got a, we've got a lot to work through after the Port Adelaide experience. Jazzy Minter, I reckon, can beat the favourite in race nine. I reckon it leads. Yeah. It's two from two, box seven. Um, favourite's very short, but Jazzy Mint has got well, has broken 25 at sale over the 440. Um, Peacock's just doing a little bit of work now to, to, to see if he uh, concurs or otherwise. Um, horrible playback on the microphone. I think we've now fixed that. So if you could uh, text in on the speckle, though, 499-736-736 and confirm we're all good. And there was about 15 that just came in. It's fixed now. Tomo goes bang. Yep, you just did it, Tomo. Oh, <laughs> Tomo, you get a lot of support for somebody who just pressed a button. I've got to tell you, but that's okay. That's okay. He pressed the right button, and that's the main thing. Cut the blue cord or the red cord. He's cut the right one. What do you reckon, Jazzy Minter? Any? Am I on the right track, or are you going against me here, Peacock? I know I like it. I think it's um, it's got the best overall time in the race. It's got a really nice turn of foot. The, the thing for me is that there's a lot of speed from boxes four to eight or four to seven. Um, so whoever leads out of that division, I think, will win the race. Uh, I thought that uh, Lacey Rose and Coco's Hot were both a big, big chance here based on the early speed. And I just wondered whether Jazzy Minter would be out across from the box seven. But I think it's probably got the form on the board and, yeah, probably should be a pretty short favourite. There's a couple There's a couple of shorties across the night, so we can't we can't make those our best as JD, after a great day of work, uh, leaves a building like Elvis. Um, we'll go to a break now. Race 11, number six, my best from Matty, just quickly, and we'll get 
Tomo to tweet this out, but when's that first leg of the multi kick in? Now? Uh, in four minutes' time, Goulburn. Race yep. uh, 11, number one. So actually three minutes' time now. All right. We'll, we'll go to a break. We'll give everyone three minutes to get that multi on. And, Tomo, maybe you can confer with uh, with the with the peacock, with uh, with a couple of hours missing the pea and the cock, and see if you can get that up on Twitter. All right. Break here on Sale Sundays. Back with more fun and frivolity very soon. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. All right, Goulburn here. Number one? The one, mate, the one. Hunt, 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 hunt. Mm. Mm. Sorry, we, we're a bit quiet here. Sell, 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 sell Greyhound Club home with limited numbers. We're watching the one. It's not going to happen, I don't think, unfortunately. No? Um, um, no. Bugger. The best thing, I, I say this often, and now I'm not a multiplayer, as you know. Uh, sounds all fixed now. Can you put the uh, re- reverb back on, get twice as many winners as Rock? <laughs> um, not sure how that, whether it worked that way. The best thing for you boys who do play multis, I don't know whether you, whether you adopt this tactic, but I, I certainly would if I played multis, so it's great having a hypothetical. But I, once you're out of the first one, you just take the rest, don't you? Yeah, you do, but that's that's a real kick in the teeth, that one there. That was uh, – I thought that was just a class above, but didn't like the pressure on the inside. You can't tip every winner. That, that, that's what they told and me when I was what, a kid. You know what's disappointing? I've missed the price now on Zeke. It's in a seventy fixed. Definitely, definitely the one to beat. What, what, what was it? Two forty. Yeah, that's dis- that's that's the hard thing. But two forty into a dollar seventy five tells you a story. Can you can you have you got a same race multi or something that we can do now for the people who are playing right now, Peacock? Um, I yeah, actually, I, I like um, I think it's Osai Bale. Oh, my old mate. Yeah, I'm just. Between Big computers. Bird Rose is the other one that's got the, that, that's got good box speed. It might be up on the uh, premises somewhere. Yeah, I think Zeke goes straight to the front past it. Uh, that's not. I don't know if it can hold a position on the rail. Um, it's a bit of an inconsistent type, but I think um, top, I, I think top three or top four for uh, for Osai. Oh, probably top four, or you can even use the five Kisba. It's a it's a real good place chance, I reckon. Yeah, I agree with that. So I thought it was basically we'll have a trifecta. I would throw the one in, so two to beat one four five one four five might be a go here. They're the other ones that I came up with. So we're singing from the same hymn book, and we do go to um, to church every weekend, Peacock and I, and we and we, uh, we 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 often, but we pray to a different a different deity, the punting deity, the punting gods, <laughs> who were sometimes Old Testament. Um, which is um, fire and brimstone, and sometimes they're kind and benevolent, and uh, they forgive us our sins. Here's race two. It's uh, they're getting in the boxes. A dollar sixty-five now for Zeke. Oh, Holy jeez! Hopefully you got the two forty a little bit earlier. Did you did you message it anywhere, Peacock? I put it on Twitter, so they would all got on it. Plenty would have got the two forty. That's why it's a dollar sixty-five. Let's go to the second race two. Racing, Zeki got out okay from box two, showing pace was Big Bird Rose. Big Bird Rose, the leader, by about two or three. Zeki goes up to the head, he's second. Third on the outside was our blue Spolly. Then for the back came Osai Bale. In behind those was Kisba. Well, under the there was it. Kiwi Billy, Dr. Lexi, and Lonesome B. Coming up to Come the on. corner, Big Bird Rose, the leader. Uh, in second there was Zeki, and then for the back came our blue Spolly up the straight. It's Big Bird Rose in front. Still Zeki late down the outside, oh! flying with. 
Kisba. I think Kisba's beaten Zeki. And close up there, Big Bird Rose and Osai Bale, Kiwi Billy. Then Lonesome B. And the time is 29 and 89. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I don't... It's, it's weird. Coming to the turn... Zeki looked like he just Zeki just looked like he wasn't going to be in it. He just he looked like he wasn't stretching out properly, and then all of a sudden he got on the straight and narrow. If he was a harness horse, I'd just put a pole on him. Uh, like he, he, he looks like he needed a gear change because he, he How hit, frustrating, he hit the line, but he, he lost the same racer. He lost his momentum, I reckon, coming around yeah. the turn, and then all of a sudden they built up some out wide. You don't often see that though, do you, Poppy? At Sale, where they they launch out wide like that. We're normally looking for that. That one that might be slipping up on the rail or might have got, got a kick, but you don't often see them uh, see them do that. Yeah, it was a funny old race. You guys did well to identify that as a as a decent sort of chance for a place, but yeah, uh, Gigi he, he, he was strong on the line, wasn't he? The winner, strong on the line, but as you say, uh, Zeke just never really got into gear. He always seemed to be I don't know, a bit flat. You know, you know who that that win looked like. There's a there, there's a dog that wins like that at sale every now and then that I've got on top. Tonight, you know who I'm talking about, Peacock? Uh, I'm tipping it's uh, maybe uh, Amiga Dodge. It's Amiga Dodge, yes. It, it, it had a lot of Amiga Dodge about it, that win. Just not there, not there, launches, swallows. So oh, it's uh, just, that's, that's so going to be a good race. It's frustrating because how often do you do that? You, you tip the same racer and, you know, the listeners would have been having the two on top, especially with the price the way it was. If it was still $2.40, you can afford to maybe go top four for Zeke. Um, no, yeah, top two, sorry, and then have Kisba top four. But, uh, it's uh, yeah, just come down and drilled us. But there is a few dogs that like to scout wide at sale, and they can sometimes be out of picture, and then next minute they just flash down the side. I'll tell you what I did last night, boys. Um, after a difficult night on, on the, the punt, I, I write up a ridiculous uh, form guide for harness racing every Saturday for the Herald Sun and for harness.org.au. And it's, it's, it's thesis-like. It's about 2,700 words. And I, I went back and sort of looked at each race and, as I, and sort of read a couple of the comments. And, and you're like, the information's there. It's just whether you can get it going or not, if you know what I mean. So, you know, we, we are here, Poppy, to, to, to instruct people. If people want to be totally instructed on what to back, then Peacock particularly is here to, uh, to basically say this is exactly what I'd do. But when you give information like that, then... I guess it's up to you at home. When, when you hear Kisba come up or something like that, you can say, well, I'll tell you what, that suits me better. I might, I might go down that road. Exactly right. You know, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. Confidence is a strange thing. And I, I reckon you can punt confidently like you can play cricket confidently. You see the ball well or you're bowling well or you're punting well. You just have those moments. At the moment, Mitch, his eye isn't quite in, but I know one thing about Mitch, and this is a living, breathing certainty, <laughs> is that if he loses early, he'll win late. So stick with him. Oh, he, well, I'll tell you. You don't ping the lids, do you? you are, on the lids fly, you don't ping the lids a lot, and, and you rifle home. Mid-race speed. Well, I, I'll put it this way, right? I, I gave six tips out for Hillsville today. I was pretty confident. I, I really liked a couple there today. And um, the first two placed... And I thought, oh, this is going to be this is going to be a sad day. It's going to be one of those seconds type of days. So I had two seconds to start the day. Then we went win, um, and I thought, all right, well, we're getting back on track. And what happened? We had another second after that. So first four tips, I had three seconds and a winner, and then we came home with two winners to, to kick it home. Well, it was fair to say that it, it seemed like if we weren't there, we were oh so close. And that's why you'll see on my Twitter it says an oh so close sort of day. And typically that was uh, probably – 
fitting that last race at sale. By the way, there's an old radio rule, okay, um, and neither of you guys are in the studio, but right now, Poppy owes us two slabs. He's got the phone oh. ringing, and the phone's on in the studio. That's, that was one slab, and then there was another call, so that's now 48 beers owed by Mr. Popolenko, the Balkan warrior. We've got what a special... Well, whatever we like. We back Pike and we do that. We've got a special guest here on Sale Sundays, and he's a man who would have been very happy with what he saw yesterday, I reckon, up in Sydney from a thoroughbred perspective. His name's Ash Baker. He's the GM at the Meadows. How are you, Ash? Good evening, uh, mate. How, uh, how are you? Oh, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. It sounds funny because it's got absolutely nothing to do with you, but you must have watched the Everest yesterday with the Phoenix coming up, of course, the new Greyhound slot race, it's been your baby. I know you've got kids at home, but this is your real baby. This is the one you care about the most, is the Phoenix. Uh, you must have watched that and just thought, this this is what I'm about. This is what I want this race to be in three or four years. Yeah, uh, look, I watched it closely. It was um, geez, it was good to see people back on track for, for, for one, but um, just the way they've marketed that race has been amazing. And then just the way Tommy Berry came back and they had a bit of music playing and the crowd was just going off. Um, there's so much more to races like that than just the race itself. So, um, yeah, I was really pleased to see. I think that was the fifth running of the Everest. And it, it now has a place on Caulfield Cup Day that no one would have ever dreamed of. I'll hand, you, I'll hand you over to Poppy in a moment. But it's really interesting. Now, you, you're, you're a racing traditionalist, so am I have been following it for many, many years. And I've got to tell you, when the Everest first came around, I was dubious. I thought, you know, this is this is a really, this is a great novelty. Uh, it's never going to capture my imagination. I don't think the way a Cox played or a Caulfield Cup or a Melbourne Cup would or even a Doncaster. I thought this is going to be a really nice, fun, Sydney-centric novelty. But what they've done with it has created a great template for what you're going to do with the Phoenix because... I think everybody, Bruce McIverney included, and I know there's a PR element to it, but I was watching it and it meant something and it's only taken five years. Uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, I'm a proud Victorian and I'm a racing traditionalist, as you said. Like, I I was almost horrified when the race was announced <laughs> because of how much I valued, like, the Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Derby Day sort of spring carnival week and all of a sudden there's all these pop-up races being put on by Sydney but it's just amazing the way that that race has developed in five years and and I got into it yesterday as well. I had a very rare Saturday off because of COVID lockdown. We were being racing on a Friday night so I sat on the couch and watched the coverage yesterday and it was just amazing the way they integrated Caulfield and and Randwick together and um, finally the two jurisdictions were, were, were doing something together. Poppy, uh, I'll hand you over to uh, to Ash now, but it would have been so much nicer if Mask Crusader had won. Uh, well, a bloke yeah. that I work with, and I love it when people do this, he's decided to tweet after I said I like Mask Crusader, and he said, I'll give you 2,001. I said, give me 200 on. I was a lip away from 40 large. Uh, anyway, we've got to talk about the Phoenix. Uh, uh, you ask the next question. I've got to take a breath. Uh, yeah, I did take 950 on Mask Crusader as well. Look, it was a great race. And I guess the Phoenix is showing all the signs of, you know, delivering the same in the greyhound industry, Ash. And I'd just be interested in, in, in how you built the event, in, in, in how the concept evolved and how it got to where it was now or where it is now. Oh, absolutely, Rob. I've done Mars Crusader, by the way, as well, so I'm feeling <laughs> it as well. But, um, 
and we're silly for backing a horse like that in a 1,200-metre sprint at Randwick where you know mm. they're going to get a mile off. But anyway, mm. um, moving on. Mm. Uh, yeah, look, amazing, Rob. Um, we've now got a national feeling to this race with uh, Queensland, WA and New South Wales all involved. Um, obviously, SEN uh, got a slot themselves and um, we've got some sort of news that will come up with the SEN slot, I think, over the next few weeks in terms of marketing and the way that that's happening. But just to see the traction it's getting across the, the nation is exactly what we wanted this race to do. And um, like the Everest, I think year one will be a little bit about dipping our toe in the water and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And um, year two and three will be about building on the race and the event and everything that sort of surrounds it. So, um, yeah, it's great for our industry. We've got two massive races within three weeks apart here in Victoria. And then we have a short break and we sort of head back to the Meadows again for the Australian Cup Carnival in February. So, And, and I should mention also, Rob, we've got the Sale Cup on Boxing Day as well. So uh, yeah. plenty of good racing and money up for grabs in Victoria over a four- to six-week period. Yeah, and it seems to be happening at the right time as Victoria is starting to open up somewhat. It's amazing the sort of atmosphere even a limited crowd can produce. Uh, I was fascinated with the 10,000 crowd at the start of the Everest yesterday. It might as well have been 100,000. We just haven't heard that crowd sure. so behind, so much behind an event. And I, I anticipate the Phoenix w- will deliver the same. Yeah, look, we've, we've got a Tier 2 application in. Um, the framework's very complicated, as you would know, given yeah. the operation scale. But we're, we're hoping for a crowd of up to 2,000. When we sort of discussed this in February and March, Melbourne was getting back to a bit of normality and we were sort of expecting to have up to 5,000 on course, but it's just not realistic given the roadmap and um, all of those loopholes we've got to jump through. So if we can have anywhere between 1,500 and 2,000 in sort of sectioned areas, and um, I think there'll be a great atmosphere on course and it's probably not a bad thing for year one if you want to take a bit of silver lining from it is that we can try a few things see what's worked and what doesn't work and come back in 2022 and try and get five to 7,000 on course. Yeah, Ashja, just a final question for me. Did, did you anticipate the interest for spots uh, from the people you actually got it from? Did you know where the interest was going to come from? No, no Rob. I, uh, to be honest, I was nervous. I was really nervous when we announced the race and I had sort of six months to wait because we had a lot of legalities and stuff <laughs> to get um, I kind of put my head on the chopping block with this uh, initiative. I mean, we've seen it work in the thoroughbreds, but we just really didn't know the interest, whether the grand racing industry had um, the capability for people to put up $75,000. And to get 14 applications, it might not sound like a lot, but for eight slots, um, I was wrapped because we did have a couple of um, private entities, in, you know, put applications in. We, we've had plenty of interest from wagering providers and uh, other corporates and and other businesses as well as individuals so really pleased with the spread we got Uh, you know a few knockers are going to say oh well it's just like the national series but but it's not it's have a look at these states going away and now creating their own race series and their own their own initiatives to to form a pathway to get a dog from their state into the phoenix And, and that's exactly what the race was you know introduced to do and um yeah, I'm really thrilled to see what the states are doing because they're all doing different things. Peacock, I'll, I'll let you ask the next question, but let me tell you, this was never going to be a problem. Now, I know Ash was nervous, but it's all about FOMO. You, ba- It's like everything else in life. You get one person, entity, to do something, and then, you know, one of the big dogs, and then somebody else will say, well, if he's doing it, I want to do it. Like, I'm not going to be left out in the cold. I have to do it as well. So, basically, it's oh, no one suffers from FOMO worse than me, and it's a FOMO situation. <laughs> have you got one for Ash? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, do, I was just going to say that, uh, g'day Ash, firstly, um, thanks for joining us, but uh, yesterday's event, the, the Everest for me, like I'm not by any means involved in horse racing and I try and, you know, steer away from it because you know, I can dig myself in a pretty big hole, but how can, <laughs> how can the Meadows and how can GRV attract those sort of non-greyhound uh, punters or non-greyhound people uh, over the next few years to be attracted and want to be a part of this race. It's it's something I know that, you know, SEN will probably be involved in some sort of marketing uh, of the event. But is there a way we can draw those, say, maybe fringe sort of horse and harness followers into our industry? Yeah, good question, Mitch. Um, that's a big part of selecting the slot holders we've got and mm. attracting the right people to be involved in the race because... If, if we find the right slot holders, they'll do half the job for us. And um, we know that already with SEN and the amount of reach that, that this radio station's got across the nation now. Um, there, there are different jurisdictions involved who are trying to sort of pivot their slots towards attracting new audiences. But with that being said, we are also looking at, and again, COVID has probably put the brakes on a little bit of this for this year because at the end of the day, we can only fit between 1,500 and 2,000, so I don't want 5,000 rocking up. But um, I think you've got to have a good good spread of uh, yeah, the way that you market the race from commercial television to uh, trying some new areas. And, and that might be through looking at people who can, you know, attract followers on Instagram and other social media platforms. I, I think it's time now to look away from some of those traditional mediums and spreading spreading our wings a little bit um, and that might see us looking at putting out together some unique looking television commercials which we're working on in the background at the moment and um, just trying to sort of like I said before dip our toe in the water a little bit um, and and put, surround ourselves with those partners that are going to help us get that reach that we're looking for. Yeah, and no, no doubt. Well, Ash and I over a, um, a, a quiet scotch after the race have spoken about broadening the church. It is the absolute critical key. If you can't broaden the church, you can't um, you can't raise revenue, you can't raise, raise interest, and if you don't have interest, you don't have relevance, and it's all a big circle. Last one, curly one, difficult question to leave you with here, Ash. <laughs> with your extraordinary personal wealth, if you were a slot holder, you decided I'm getting out of the game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be a slot holder in the Phoenix, and it was 2021. Which greyhound are you taking? Oh. Right. Just remember, mate, I drive a Subaru, so I don't know where you get this extraordinary <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, but at least you've got a car. At, at least you've got a licence, mate. I mean, you're, you're one step ahead, eh? <laughs> um, it's a good question. I, 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 Everyone talks about Aston Rupee, and I, I know he's the dog to beat, but I don't know whether he'd be my first choice. Um, I'd almost go with a, a dog like Bandit Ned or something like that that's on the up. I, I love these dogs that come through and sort of take take it all before them. And, and I just wonder whether Aston Rupee's sort of at his peak now. We've got another couple of months to go. You know, where she's fast one again to that stand down. Will that all come too quickly for a dog like that? Possibly. But I just love this bandit net and what it's doing up in New South Wales. Um, if I had to put my head on the chopping block, I'd go with him right now. Well, I've, I've asked you to put your, so your heads on the guillotine and bang, by the look on, on Peacock's face... Your head's just been cut clean off. I got to tell you, uh, Ash. But um, I will say, like, Aston, I if, if it was a if it was a match race, but Aston Rupee proved in Adelaide again as a race dog in a big, big pressure contest like the Phoenix. Like he's the fastest, probably, but is he the yeah. one you want? Maybe not. But nah, yeah, he, he will he, he will be in the race. Somebody will take him. We know that. But who chooses to take him is going to take that risk. I think because he's not he's not the perfect race dog, is he, Peacock? 
No, he's not. No, I, I wouldn't even have him in my top five. If I was choosing dogs for the race... But you know he'll be there. You know five. he will be there, of course. He'll be there. No doubt about it, he'll be there. Um, who re- represents him or who he represents, I don't know. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I, he wouldn't be in my top five. I'm not saying he's not a good dog, but I just don't think he's suited to that meadow sort of circuit. You need something that's going to lead. And to be honest, with a race with the value it is and the, the draw card of what the race is... I want to be in those first couple going into the first turn. And uh, I've, got, I've got no knocks on Bandit Ned, but uh, I, I don't know if he can rise to the quality of the Victorians over the next couple of months. We're going to get have a break right now. Or we will miss an exit sale. We'll chat again in the lead-up to the Phoenix, mate. It's very exciting. Good to chat with you, Ash. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Time for a break on Sale Sunday. He's back with the third at Sale very soon. Live around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. There's no doubt about that. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, Tab, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. So I love repeating what's said just before I come on air. Just, well, it's, it's, about, it's about really driving home the message. Race three. At Sale, not too far away. I thought the favourite was the likely winner here. I found one. Well, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a nuffy for centre. Uh, I thought he could run a place, but Flowerpot Fox should be winning here, shouldn't it, Peacock? You would think it would. Um, I, I think that centre's uh, run, two runs back, was very, very good at Sandown in 29 and 60. Uh, it looks like it might get a nice card into the race by the, from the five. So I'm going to go uh, centre each way. Yeah. I'm... Okay, remember, of course, the trainer's already got a winner to his name, hasn't he? I reckon. Yes, Didn't he, he train yes. Kisbury in race two? So he might have a race-to-race double here. That trainer, Steve Nodge or Steve Nodgy. I'm going, I've just had a bet, one by three on centre. It's just drifting out to 9.50 now. So a good oh, price. We, we, we know that Flower Pot Fox should be winning, but... Centre is um, centre loves the five twenty here at Sale. I reckon. I'm just going to check the record. It, well, it's well, it, it it's been placed five of seven, so it needs to get a breakthrough. But it always runs well here over the five twenty. So difficult box, uh, favourite likely winner. But if you're having a same race multi even here, and you like Flowerpot Fox, maybe have it to win and centre to run top three might be the way to go. It's at the ten dollars now. Let's go to the third at Sale. Moving in well. Flowerpot Fox is the favourite here from Hyperfine. Heat two for the mixed grade series over the 520. Odds on favourite drawn the rails. They're set to go. They're ready. Racing, Flowerpot Fox, the inside got out quite nicely. It's showing pace, going up Hyperfine, the outside. Hyperfine, the leader. Flowerpot Fox is angling for the inside. Then came early limit. On the outside of those was centre. And about two lengths to Blazing Norman, who's running on. Well back was Eugenie, and then came Fabian's Gold. And Dr. Dean off the back straight. Flowerpot Fox, the leader. Hyperfine's giving chase. They've kicked away from Blazing Norman around the corner. It's Flowerpot Fox about two lengths in front. Flowerpot Fox wins it. Second goes to Hyperfine. Fine third blazing Norman and then came centre. In behind those was Fabian's gold from you. I'll tell you what, tags have blow up significantly here. Oh. He was he was having a good old whinge about me tipping a place getter at three dollars today and saying we shouldn't play music for that. Oh you can't do that. Oh you stink butters! You stink butters! <laughs> I tell you what, if that if it ah. didn't off the hills of the three going down the back, I reckon it had the race 
right in the throat. You know what? You know what it should say in the in the uh, in the potted form. What what watchdog should put in the potted form, Poppy? What's that? Ran straight into an ass. There should be like a <laughs> RS. Oh, I can't think of the acronym now, but run straight into an ass. RSIAU. Into an ass. I actually reckon there's room for a show, even if it's after dark, and, and, and you say that it's an R rated show, and you actually speak like blokes speak in the pub about the bets they had about oh, the geez. team they follow, and nothing is off limits. So you don't say. Oh, he didn't have the best of luck. You say even more than what you just said. <laughs> well, like that, you that, you that, boom. Um, I reckon it would be a really good, fun, well-listened-to show, but I'm not sure whether or not you'd uh, tick all the boxes. Um, no, it may, it, may not, it may not, but uh, I, I, I don't mind the ideas. What, what's the uh, cricketing one? Is it the 12th man or 13th man? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Can't say some of those things anymore, can we? No. No. Jared Vision might for me and Dad. Oh, well, I've just said it. So there you go. So um, basically, every time a microphone's in front of me, I have to stop myself from having that very show, Bobby. Every single time there's one there, just got to moderate that language. Remember, I'm not in the pub because the great thing about SEN and SEN track in particular is it, it, it's very much got that feel, hasn't it? So sometimes, uh, just when you're about to say it went mm, legless, you've just got to hold yourself back a moment. Can you imagine if we had goggle box for the races, what the punters oh, at home would be that saying? that would be elite. <laughs> uh, Rock said, great idea, Poppy. Smartest thing you've said, but he also reckons you owe him. He said, turn off your mobile, mate. We look to, we look to you to set great example of star- standards. You owe all the family a drink, not just Bonners. <laughs> one in, all in. So um, right now, Poppy's buying 6,250 stubbies for everyone. Yeah, to make sure they get them. Obviously, I'm working on track as well. I've got my mobile on. So, yeah, you're right. During the course of the night, I have to answer the mobile. And then we're booking trials. Got 35 trials booked for after the last tonight. So she's a a busy and a late night tonight. It's a busy one. And uh, Rock Rock absolutely amazes me. Some of the stuff he comes up with. Now, Tomo might have heard this the other day. But Damo and I were talking about cricket. And the cricket's not too far away. And, you know, the the women's cricket game was on. And... um, Rock's reply was, oh, no. good day, good day, Damo and Mitch. And Damo read this out. <laughs> so, good day, Damo and Mitch. <laughs> I know you're both big cricket fans. Yeah, I actually uh, cracked one through the covers this morning. And Damo <laughs> read that out. And I was absolutely wetting myself. It, it is that sort of stuff that makes it pub-related and um, just, you know, not, not as so serious, having a bit of fun and enjoying the moment. One of our texts just said, just nailed the first four at sale race three. Oh, good. Big good, effort. Good. And that has paid just quietly a handy $50.40. RSIAA sounds like an alcoholic sore elbow. Yeah, well, that's that could be the show. That could, that could be the parenthesis title. But And Tanya says, Poppy, that is a brilliant idea. You guys must do a podcast. It would explode to number one for sure. The, the only issue, I'd love to do it. Would they let us back on, on, on a traditional platform after hearing some of the stuff we've said? That would be the question. Um, because let me tell you, uh, and I hope, I hope when we come out of this lockdown that uh, many of the listeners get to join us at the pub because I'd love to meet so many of the people that do text in. But I've spoken to Rock a few times and a couple of others, and they know that, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets pretty wild and woolly, I've got to tell you, Poppy. I think that uh, if everything goes to plan, yourself and Mitch, you'll be down here for Boxing Day. I know it's not uh, probably in your holiday plans, but uh, all things equal, we'll be doing an outside broadcast on Boxing Day down here and maybe other tracks as well. So 
maybe keep Boxing Day clear, boys. It's it's one hundred it's one hundred percent in my plans. That sounds like that sounds awesome. I, I tell the missus after Christmas, like I got to, it's work. I got to duck down, and I'm staying in sale, by the way. And uh, oh, yeah. I'll be back. Are we? Back night, are we? I'll, I'll, and I say I'll be back by New Year's Eve. Definitely hey, back Mitch, by New Year's Eve. Hey Mitch, can I? Uh, well, I know the answer, but I, I want you to tell me. You're obviously not in the studio for a reason. So, so where are we up to? What are we doing? Well, what have you been forced to consider? Oh, geez! Now we're now we're hitting yeah. the uh, yeah, yes. we're hitting the high notes. You, you, mm. Hey, Peacock, you, you don't you don't have to go into this if you don't want to. But you Poppy's asked no, the hard question. To, yeah. Just in case people are wondering why he's not in the studio, what's going on? Um, yeah, not in the studio as I haven't been vaccinated, um, mm-hmm. and obviously it was the fifteenth that you had to be vaccinated by. But um, consulted a GP. Uh, well, I'm consulting a GP um, in. I think it's the earliest I could get in with this. My certain GP was um, the start of November. Okay. So um, I've I've had a few um, health things go on over recent years, and uh, I, I wanted to. Run, I didn't want to just run it by any old Joe Blow. There you go. That's uh, I think that's a that that's a a very sensible way of thinking about it. And now people don't like like it when we go too deeply into this stuff, but I. I think uh, a level of respect for everybody and their their particular 100%. standpoint is actually the is actually the key. And what I don't like is probably people um, being marginalised in society for for simply having an opinion or or making a particular decision. Because this is the beauty of individualism. We, we we're, we're all individuals, aren't we, Poppy? So we get to make our own decisions. And if we can't, well, welcome to China. Yeah, exactly right. No, well, there's actually a few people in the industry who have decided, as you may or may not know, but some high-profile people in the industry, greyhound industry, who have decided to step aside for the moment and just wait to see how things unfold. And the same applies here at the Sale Greyhound Club. We've got people who are quite strong and, you know, probably apprehensive, and and I think all those things are justified. Some of the some of the decisions that are made, I, I think we all question, but, you know, at the end of the day, we... We uh, we hope we get all get out the other side together. That's the main thing. Well, it was pretty high profile, even uh, even with incentivised winning the Caulfield Cup, because we we'd heard during the week, and Peter Moody reiterated after the win that he's had to uh, he's had to lose a few of his staff, and yes. it's it's really difficult. I mean, for them, for Pete, I mean, on a special day like yesterday, uh, knowing that you know you. you you're not part of the team. It's almost like you're Derek Kicker, isn't it? It's like you're being dropped for the granny, basically, um, and and not through poor form. Well, you know, you can make up your own mind about Sheedy <laughs> Kicker that year, but um, not for poor form, but for a decision that you've made, and you can't be there to sort of, I guess, celebrate the moment. So while everyone's just shoveling shit on these people, it's pro- probably there's a moment where you got to you got to think about them and think, geez, that's um, that, that, that's rough. That's a, that, that, that's a sick beat. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, the hardest part is that you're never going to get everyone on the same page. And like the other day uh, at Hillsville, um, my old man obviously works up there, and he said that a couple of the uh, couple of the trainers, I think one of their dogs was a late scratching, based on the fact that he actually ha- he hadn't had the vaccine. And some people, you know, aren't all over technology, and uh, I'm not sure, you know, how much attention he'd been paying to it. But uh, you know, it, it gets gets to a stage where they got to the 15th and it becomes reality, doesn't it? It's um, it's not just, you know, every single person, you know, having to worry about themselves. You've got to worry about others around you as well now and who else it impacts. And, you know, if, as you said, uh, Jace, that Peter Moody loses a couple of his stable, stable mates. Uh, he's got to go and find a couple of others and 
Uh, I'm not sure how easy they are to replace, whether you know, whether it be greyhound and um, thoroughbred industry. But you know, I know everyone's replaceable in, in some terms, but. Yeah, no, it, 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 there there aren't a lot. There aren't a lot because it's it, it, it's a tough, rough job. But unless you love horses, um, the people who do those jobs they work their ass off. Uh, yep. Love love the honesty from Kurt. Uh, well said, fellas. Stand by you eBay crazy times. And I've got to say, we'll go to a break in a moment. But I applaud you, Poppy, for asking the question. And I'm very proud of the way you uh, you responded, Peacock. I think that's um, I think that's all anybody wants to hear. I, if if you can't handle somebody's transparent, honest opinion or and standpoint, then, well, you've got your – it's your problem, not theirs. We are uh, across the SEN network tonight, including 1116 SEN, 1629 SA, by the way. Uh, Tomo's typing these at the same time that I'm reading them out. Mount Gambia, SEN Hobart, so Mitchie and Chels in Mount Gambia. Um, we've got to get that arm wrestle going. SNWA, SEN Peel and SEN NT, as well as the SEN track stations – Across the country. Have you finished typing, Tomo? Terrific. We'll go for a break then. You're listening to Sale Sunday. Sale Greyhound Racing Club open with limited numbers. We'll be back to give our tips on race four. That is all. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaways still available. Welcome back to uh, to Sale Sundays. And, yes, all of that stuff is true. Grey's Bistro, Tab, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. Bonner's acronym for dogs crashing run over onto early speed dogs equals rooted. I don't mind that. I, I think rooted's okay, isn't it? That, yeah, that's fine. We can say rooted. Um, we probably don't want to say rooted 20 times. I've said it now five, so I, you might want to pull up on it now. But, um, okay, time for the Peacock Quiz. <laughs> Welcome to the Peacock Quiz. My name's Jason Bonington, uh, former Temptation One Night Champion. And uh, I. Uh, this is all about the news. This is going to be a bit of a tough one because I just decided I'm going to go down the news path here, Peacock, which is going to make it a little bit tricky unless you've been following absolutely everything that's been going on, which is tough in your position because you're busy tipping winners. Uh, number yep. one, this is, this is a bit of a gimme, I would have thought. Uh, is Peacock in the studio? He is not. We've uh, no. Um, and by the way, respect your position, Mitch. It's the morons that uh, <coughs> one to take on the police and disrupt the whole city. People who can't cop. No, I can't. I, I don't think a lot of them ever. I don't think a lot of the tradies actually cared that much. I, I think they wanted to sing horses, as we all do sometimes after a couple of drinks. <laughs> um, right. Question one: Which three greyhounds comprise the trifecta in Saturday night's Bendigo Cup final? Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if you would have realised that I actually tipped the dog that runs second. I tipped it each way. Paid five bucks a place. But your winner there was, um, oh, what's his name? That's what I'm asking. Power, uh, Power of Buddy. Yeah, that's correct. Just, yeah, Power of Buddy. Um, oh, geez, this I, is I the one know. you tip, mate. This is the mate, easy one. I know that um, <laughs> I know that, Ty, I know that uh, Typhoon Sammy ran in third. Well, you've got two uh, of the three. Now you've got to just think of the one you actually tipped. Oh, gee whiz! Um, I, I should I should know this. Graham Joe's trained. Think uh, think of the radio. What we do? There's uh, we we talk- looking at I'm looking at Graham Joe's as you're wanting to answer yeah. this question. So and, he's listening intently on your answer and, and, as well. And Graham Joe's is just thinking to himself, "What? Who are you, Peacock? 
Oh, I know. I, I can't believe it. Uh, I actually, we, we 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 talk a lot on the on the radio, don't we? Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Well, some of us do. I'm trying to give you a clue here, son. Yeah, uh, lots of chatter. Yes, he's well done, done it. He's done it. It was it was actually like getting Mate, blood I, out of a stone, I, but we got it. I've I've read that many greyhound names the last few days that I just. I cannot believe that I forgot all about it. Now, uh, when is this is uh, pertinent for the region, of course? When is the Terrellgan Participant Day being held? Oh, they, they, I think they changed it, so I don't know when the latest. Eighteenth. Eighteenth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's any sort of hint, but uh, we'll say the eighteenth. Yeah. Monday, October 18th, yeah, tomorrow. It was. It was. Um, it was originally the 11th. It, it, the... it, it might have been, but I tell you what, you normally have to call those late night hotlines to get that kind, like that. How are you, bitch? Yeah, well, that's the stuff. That sort of stuff you got when you were on Temptation. That was the phone a friend, the old uh, <laughs> hearing aid in the ear sort of setup. Nah, no, that, no, mate. I was answering questions so fast that there's no way anyone could have got to me. Uh, and not all of them right. Which excellent cause won the great chase for charity? Oh, Ooh, good question. Like I said, these are tough if you haven't been if you haven't been yeah, following nah, everything. I didn't. Uh, I didn't cover that. Uh, it was the Macaulay House for Women, a wonderful organisation, uh, and well done to them. They do that every year with the great chase, as we know. It was done uh, remotely this year. Again, not easy if you haven't been following the news, but which veteran greyhound trainer passed away last week after a 10-month battle with cancer? Oh, uh, Ray Drew. Nice. Shows you care. Shows you care. And this is a bit of a gimme here to get four out of five. Oh, come on. <laughs> With a bit of, I, know, I know what this will be. A little bit of whispering. No, you won't. Who yeah, was, Who's the chief steward at GRV? Oh, Paul Seal. Yeah, he's done it. That, that, well done. That's a quality performance. Three and a half out of five, and half a point to the whisperer. I thought you were going to say. Who's the fan of puller? I thought you were going to mention um, uh, Paul Wheeler. Uh, it shows I haven't. I don't know that news. What's to go there? Uh, sadly, Paul Wheeler passed away. Oh really? The, uh, yeah, one of the best breeders that I've ever ever seen in greyhound racing, and breeders and owners. He he really. Um, changed the greyhound racing. He industry. basically had about eighty-five percent of the dolls going around. Yeah, three thousand dogs a year he breeds roughly. That is just insane. Yeah, Bonners, I know you guys aren't playing the kidnapping game tonight. However, I think Desi has gone missing. She's not returning my calls. <laughs> 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 or is the game back on? Oh, jeez. Um, nah, she doesn't return mine anyway, mate. I wouldn't worry about it. She'll get yeah, back to you, you at some point. You lose your phone every second day, so it's pretty hard for her to return any of yours. Nah, she's 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 nearly as bad as me, old Desi G. She she um she can be pretty hard to get hold of. But then again, my opinion is, and and this sounds a little bit uh, you know uh, male chauvinist, but be careful what you say. No, as long as you make it, sometimes you want to make a call and not and not have the answer, and you're like, well, I did it. It's on record now. I made you, the call. You know what I mean? I'm probably. Do you do that? Do you do that thing when you dial and hang up within one hundredth of a second, <laughs> right? And then when you come home, say, I tried to call you here. See the missed call. You come home at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I yeah. called you. I called you five times. It only says once here, but it, here's proof that I called you at nine forty six hours ago, <laughs> um, just to let you know that I was safe. Um, and yeah, ask yeah, Mitchie yeah. who won the SEN Track World Cup. Any any clues, Peacock? Nah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I already scoop from memory, but I can't. I, I can't remember. Um, 
and we'll get to your fast talking a little bit later, but all the features of tonight, are they, are they all kicking? What have you got for us tonight a little bit later on, Poppy? I've got the quiz, obviously, aimed at yes. you and I. Let me have a quick look at what I've done tonight. Uh, it, looks, it looks like it's sporting orientated. Ooh. And we've got true or false. We've got true or false. Okay, I'm looking forward to that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we'll get stuck into that. Right now, we've still got probably five minutes to go until race four itself. It's the final leg of the early quaddy. Who now, do you like in this race? Uh, I'll tell you when I when I check my notes. I like... I feel mine at a bit of a price each way here. So did I. Number one, prize diamond. Yep, yep. I like it a lot. Oh. There's no speed in the race at all. There's none. No. And I'm not saying... Like, it hasn't got much, but it's box one record's pretty good. Correct. It'll be closer than it normally is. Yep. It's gone 25-15, which is, actually, which is the fastest time at sale, I think, for these. There's a lot, there's a lot in its favour. Oh, heaps. And, and considering that the six small soldier race at Hillsville last time out, how's it going to handle sale being a tight track? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of an unknown. I just rather, I think $6.15 to $1.95, that is, um, that is what you call money for old rope. Uh, we, it should be around the four dollar mark. Or even even maybe shorter. Well, you know the times at sale better than anyone. But I measured that. You know what I do? How I measure the yeah. times? And I, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't look at those times from Small Soldier at Hillsville and think, well, you just turn up here and and win. No, nah, no, nah, definitely not. Sixteen eighty. Uh, it, it was an okay sort of run. Um, it, it stepped third, ran second overall. Um, it, it's a greyhound. Don't get me wrong. The McKenzie uh, McKenzie's been in great form. The trainer. Uh, and the Hillsville 1962, that's that's just okay. It's not flying. Um, but the, the concern for me, it went to sale. It's gone 26-11. I know it found a little bit of trouble, but um, which may suggest hence why they went back to Hillsville. Just to, it's a greyhound that might do better up the straight. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very keen on the red each way. Yeah, just needs to hunt through. I'm just going to check those box stats. So we talk about box one bandits, and this one yep. has gone, well, 12 starts so, for two and five. That's That's good. It's, well, it's had four wins in its career, mate, and two of them have come off box one. That's probably the only little query, isn't it, is whether it's got killer instinct. But um, a little bit of a text earlier from Rock. Bonners, you're a professional, mate. When you're not on here, you swear like a drunken pirate's parrot. And I do. <laughs> I love swearing. I, I, you know, well, that's the hardest part. That, that part of everyone's vocabulary these days, every third word is the F word or, you know, shit or this and that. But that's the, that's the hardest part when you're on radio and um, – you have to, you know, reel that in. You have to, especially when you're looking at racing, and sometimes it just doesn't go your way when you lose by a nose and you want to absolutely throw whatever is in your vicinity through the tally and say every word under the sun. But you just have to be able to, you know, control it. And mate, I've, I've been the victim. I, I think you, you might remember Jay Bond that there was a greyhound uh, on yeah. the Thursday night Lids Fly Show, um, Frogs Hollow, and that, we, we had. Someone on course, I think it was one of Miles Fitz's mates on course. He goes, oh, we need a tip because so-and-so's on course. And I said, Frog's Hollow, $10, each way special, let's load up. So all the listeners backed it. Well, turned to home, three in front, and the lure broke down. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, that is absolutely bull. Well, they cracked up laughing, and I was filthy. I'll tell you you a funny thing, Poppy. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do pride myself probably – Nearly more than anything on my writing and uh, and vocabulary, and that's something that I really love words. And you know, we were all raised that uh, that profanities uh, are basically it's just a poor use of language. I think at times, you know, I'm a big believer in words that can't be replaced by any other any other word. So there's only one word that will do. 
And there's a couple of swear words that is the o- that they are the only words that will do sometimes. <laughs> the F word in particular, there's a whole documentary on that word. And sometimes the F word is all that will do in a given situation. Uh, race four at sale. I think we've lost Poppy for a moment, but we're a minute away. And, uh, Sorry, boys. No, I, I was just saying I, I, I love words and I'm, I'm big on vocabulary, but I also – we're raised to think that swear words are, uh, are no good and they're a poor use of language, but sometimes they're the only words it'll do. They're the greatest adjectives you can refer to. I, and I'm, I'm not going to – I certainly won't say it, but there's one that people really hate and it's one of my favourite words in the world. Well, ask, ask Poppy uh, about the screenshot I sent him. About uh, 10 minutes ago. And how many uh, expletives you reckon I dropped after that one, Poppy? Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm surprised you've stopped. <laughs> yeah. I was livid, Jay Bond. Fair to say I uh, had a uh, had a six-leg multi going at Hillsville and uh, the dollar fifty-five pot went down. Uh, yes. Every other leg got up and it was an excess of around eight. Love sale Sundays from James and Bandura. Pure entertainment. Keep up the great work, guys. And uh, I remember that, Mitchie. It was Tim on trackside. And uh, there's there's one of those great profanities there. Just missing a C, but F and the other letters are there. All right, race four at sale. They're about to go. We're on the one, which has drifted now out to $8.50. Oh. $8.50 in $2.30. And Peacock and I, so y- you know who's the more important tipster out of the two of us, but we both agree that this is a bit of an each-way special, we reckon, from box one. So at, I- I've, done, I've done what I normally do and backed it about – I don't know, 90 seconds ago where it was much shorter. Now it's at, it is 9.50 and 2.30. Yeah, I reckon you'll get close to 12s by the jump. Well, I'll tell you what, they've got about 10 seconds, but it's going at 50 cents every sort of nanosecond at the moment. They're about to go. Here's the final leg of the early quaddy. The tap venue mode, one to four wins, damsels dash. Follow this event. Getting set. There's the green light. Ready to go. About to jump. Racing, small soldier, a fair getaway. Freeman's Hope shows very good pace out wide, but booting up was Kira Spolly. Kira Spolly's the leader from Freeman's Hope. Going up Jabrani Yamida. A bit deep on the track was Medalia Pixie. Then for the back in the field came Small Soldier. Well out of it was Prize Diamond with them as well. Coming up to the home corner. And the leader was Kira Spolly. About three lengths clear, Jabrani Yamida. Kira Spolly in front up the straight, and Kira Spolly will win it. Second placing goes Jabrani Yamida. Third, Medalia Pixie. And then came Freeman's Hope. Then was uh, Prize Diamond from Small Soldier and then Emma's Will and Aston Rushton and it's uh, 25-29 the time. Well, that was that was dire because, it, again, it's just uh, the more I watch Greyhound racing and now, now I've watched so many races and it's, there's, there's a critical moment in every race and on that occasion, Peacock was probably the first 30 metres it was holding and I'll tell you what, it slices through and it holds a position, who knows, yep. but then it gets shuffled back to last and you're gone. Your oh, I couldn't gone. agree more, mate. Could not agree more. And you, you look at look at the force form. You just couldn't have it. Kira Spully, like it's gone twenty six ninety two at Warrigal. It's come from uh, New South Wales, and the times up in New South Wales, I reckon I'd almost run quicker than. So no offence to the dog. It's come out and brained them today twenty five twenty nine. But you just couldn't expect that when it showed no early speed when it was up there. Uh, and I just thought Prize Diamond would hold a position, but um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was. Disappointing early, but it was uh, solid late. Now, Poppy, um, we'll go to yes. a break in a moment, but we sh- should we go bang, bang there with Quaddies and Yes, Sats? let's do it. So yep, we'll start. You're ready. Tomo's in a bit of bother here, so he's got, he's got so many things he needs to press at the moment. Quaddies first, please, Tomo. 
We're waiting for that little dingle. You got the dingle for us? There's a dingle. There's a dingle. Bearing. Beautiful. Quaddies. Uh, who's first up? Jay Bond or go, Mitch? I'll go first. So we're putting $50 on each of your quaddies. Jay Bond firstly. What do you like? Race five through to race eight. Four only in the first leg. Four? four. One, four, no one, four, six, and eight in the second. Oh. One, four, six, and eight. Remembering the last time we met, I reckon Mitch got a quadrilla better than $400 for his 50. Uh, race number seven. One only. Oh, here we go. And race eight. Three and four. Three and four. So you've got eight. So you've got something. What's that? Yeah, four times two is eight times six. Hmm. It'd have to be around 90%, would it? It'd be, oh, for fifty dollars, for fifty bucks. Uh, no, we got no, we got much more than that. I've got eight. eight it should oh, be, should be, yeah. be six hundred and six hundred percent. Yeah. So six hundred plus pe- pe- percent. Pe- Peacock literally, he, he had three large seizures while I was giving out that quaddie. So <laughs> yeah. two of the two two of them were hardly noticeable. It was just an eye twitch, and then three quite significant seizures. What's going on with you? Like that first leg, even you, you weren't happy with. How do you have Zach Sanity one out? Like, you may as well not take a quaddy. Like, if you're going to, like, he's a dollar, what is he, a dollar oh nine? Yeah, but. So, he's just not. So, so, so if, if you if you play, I'll, I'll teach you about quaddies, all right? If, no, he, if you play. I want to explain my reasoning. But first of all, if he if you play wider and he wins, yep. you're done. Okay, but at the same time, there's two greyhounds drawn inside him who have both got really good early toe. What positions are you going to find in the race? I don't. Well, there's not a stack of speed overall, and he's gone forty-one fifty-one at Sandown over seven fifteen. Yeah, this is a different kettle of fish. Uh, sale leaders track. They're not easy to pick up. I tell you what, he could get chewed up and spat out pretty quick on that uh, first turn. And if he does get skittled, I reckon that one of those leaders. So my quaddy is going to go one, two, and four in the first leg. I was hoping you didn't say four straight out, straight after no. that uh, explanation. All right, one, no. two, and four. First leg, Mitchie. Second leg. Yep. Second leg. Uh, I've got one. Four, yes. six, seven, eight. Okay, just one more than J-Bond. Third leg, uh, J-Bond went the one straight out. What are you thinking? Uh, no, I've got uh, one, uh, four, and seven. One, four, and seven. And to come home? Uh, sorry, my uh, my main laptop has just uh, decided to... How many you got? On me. What's your secondary uh, laptop doing? Have you got a third oh, tier at, or tertiary laptop? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, the last leg, I'm coming home with three, four, and nine. Three, four, and nine. So that's a total of three times five, fifteen times three is forty-five times three is one thirty-five. So now, you'll be Poppy, a... I've got a, I've yes. got a little task for you, and okay, I, I don't know if it's possible, but there is a young man in the room there, or I'm tipping he's in the room. He's yep. got his dog, and I've just included in the quaddy, Campbell Ruilla. Do yourself a favour and go and round him up, and we'll uh, be nice to have a little chat to him about uh, this greyhound because. Um, he's new to the greyhound game. We obviously know he is a jockey, um, but he is—he's uh, taken to greyhound racing and absolutely loves it. Okay, I'll have a bit of a peek around. I'm looking for an unfamiliar face. That yeah, if I could tell you for someone that uh, was wearing slides and socks, uh, he um, loves that sort of get up. But, uh, I, I'll tell—I'll tell you from from experience. If all else fails, just just go devil. <laughs> and all of a sudden, somebody will answer. So that is, it, like, have a look around, ask a few people. If not, get them. That's what you do, Poppy. Okay. Is, is this is this being broadcasted in the? Uh, in it the is. So, open so I'm area. hoping that's enough. I'm hoping that's enough. I'll do it. To, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it like like a principal. Campbell Roller, please, please present to Rob Popplestone 
at the microphone. Campbell Rewilla, <laughs> please present to Rob Popplestone, the Slavic man with grey hair, swarthy, good-looking individual <laughs> with the microphone and the cans. Thank you. At the SEN track desk. At the SEN track yes. desk. Perfect. All right, time for a break on Sale Sundays. We'll be back in a moment. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. Now on Sale Sundays, it's time for the boys to try and stay alive for six. All right, let's go. So the way this works, boys, as you know, is you need to pick a place getter in the races between 5 and 10. Everyone who goes in at the Sale Greyhound Club on a normal Sunday uh, puts in $5, picks a place getter. Doesn't need to show a dividend, just needs to finish in the top three. If you make it all the way through and stay alive, then you get the jackpot, which is somewhere between four and $500 a week. Sometimes it jackpots to many thousands of dollars, but we'll see how we go tonight. All right, uh, I went first with the quaddies. You go first with the Safs, please, Peacock. Uh, more than happy to, mate. I reckon uh, I'm feeling it here tonight. Uh, we're going to go one in the first race, uh, first yes. leg. Eight in the second leg. Yes. Uh, third leg, we're going to be going with number seven, Clayton. Yes, Clayton. Uh, fourth leg, uh, we're going to be going number um, three, Lavish Diamond. Yes. Fourth leg, I'm going to be going with number seven, Jazzy Minter. Oh, we're back on song. Yeah, we are. That. And the last one, I reckon this could be one of the best bets of the night, the two Golden Skyrocket. Golden Skyrocket. Skaltara. Done. Up against Skaltala. Uh, Skaltala. So I've got, I've got Skaltara. Skaltara. We were actually aligning there because I, I want to talk about Lavish Diamond because I think he can beat favourite. Have you got it actually to win? Yeah, I think Forcefully can beat the both of them. Ooh. We'll talk about that as well. All right. Here's my saps. Race five. Quattro. Four. Six. Six. Uno. Oh, number one. Troika. I'm guessing three. Yes. Seven. Seven. And six. Six. Four, six, one. Three, seven, six. It sounds like you're dialing your phone number. Oh four double one four six one three seven six six. That's somebody's number. Yeah, probably um, yours. You've been through that many of them. Yeah, actually, give him a, give it a, a call and see who answers. Give it a call, see who answers. Uh, Tomo, oh four double one. Imagine if it was uh, Campbell Rewilla. <laughs> Campbell Rewilla, please report to Rob Popplestone. Yeah, he hasn't reported yet, so he mustn't be in the building. Uh, you know I'll what? You, you know, you know what he's thinking to himself. He's in. If this bloke, if this bloke doesn't know who I am. I am That's not. Right. I'm not going to him. He's got to. He's got to find me. It's a where's Wally situation, but he may not be wearing a red and white striped top. I don't know. I don't know what he's wearing. Apparently, he's wearing. What did you say he was wearing? Peacock, you would imagine. Uh, no. Usually, he rocked up to Hillsville to trial uh, a dog one day in socks and slides, and my old man had a little bit of a chuckle. But uh, just the character is, he's a cracking young fella. But. Um, yeah, no, I'm tipping he's going to be wearing pretty similar to everyone else, black pants and maybe a white polo with a black puffer or a black jacket over the top. But uh, I've shot him a message and I said, go inside. We're gonna, we want to have a chat okay. to you. Hey, guys, I don't reckon you two have chatted enough between the two of you lately and I need to put my quaddies on. So um, hey, talk amongst yourselves for a moment, could you? Because I'll, I'll be oh, putting my quaddies on. And I'll be having 4-1 out in the first leg. Can I tell you what? Uh, after J-Bond's... 
um, I'd say advice or mentoring when it comes to quaddies that uh, I was lucky enough to hit one at uh, the Meadows the other day on Great Chase Day, Poppy, and um, I had 50% of it, and the quaddie paid 2700 So So nice. um, did a bit of mentoring from J-Bond. First leg, I went the field, $34 pop. Second leg was a $10 wow. pop. Third leg was an $8 pop, and we came home with um, a fa- first and third favourite in the last race. Thought about laying off, but uh, when I'd only outlaid, you know, a certain 100 bucks or so, um, and it was, you know, returning around the 1300 I thought that there was pretty open. I would have probably thrown a fair bit at uh, some of the others to get a, well, a pretty well, handy it was only, Yeah, I was happy it was, with the, uh, the feedback from Jay Bond. It was only Friday week ago that uh, a few blokes here at the Sale Greyhound Club, uh, whose name will remain anonymous, <laughs> PDJ, the President Les Hughes and Vice President Ron Healy, who, <laughs> who, who put on a quaddy and the first leg paid $62. Oy, they had field in oh. the first leg and they made it all the way through and picked up, uh, I think it paid $2,000. It was, I think well, I, I think saw a 30, that race. 30, that was on a yeah, Friday night when I was it on It was. Air. Yeah. Yep. So yep. luckily, every so often taking the field does prove to be very profitable, and, and hence the discussion that you had with J-Bond going the four, odds on first leg. You know, if you can find one just outside that favourite, you, you all of a sudden add some value, but it's just a matter of finding the balance between, you know, how hard and how hard you go, how wide you go, how many times do you do it? Well, I, I talk about this all the time, but um, if you get this favourite beaten... You can tr- you can quadruple their price, whatever they're paying yeah. in the, in the quaddy. Well, that's that's the thing for me. It's that how how often do you go one out in the quaddy and that leg goes down, opposed to how often do you go the field and you may get one of your first, second, or third favourites up. It's <laughs> it, it, yes, it's probably part of my uh, little book I'm trying to write right at the moment with all the notes on uh, betting and. Um, form analysis and that because I've got a few of the listeners or a few of the people on Twitter asking, you know, for little tips and tricks when it comes to assessing races. But um, when it comes to quaddies, it's something I've never really been good at, probably because I used to go one out in a couple of the legs. And I think that if I'd go a tad wider, it would suit me a lot better. I'm one of those blokes, Jay Bond, that goes wide early with the hope that I can just make it through to the last leg, where really you want to be in that last leg with plenty of options. That's it. Yeah. So tell us, by the way, um, your techniques. And you have nailed a couple of quaddies, really good quaddies recently, uh, Peacock, which is great. How did you go about, like, what was your technique for the Melbourne and Sydney uh, thoroughbred quaddies yesterday that you nailed, Bobby? Uh, For me, look, isn't it amazing? Uh, Maliva went in simply because it's my mum's name. I liked the horse, but I didn't think it could win from Barrier 18, but I didn't want to not be on it. Um, and it get up at that sort of price. So that's the one that got me home. Outside of that, the value was, you know, Colette I thought was an absolute special, uh, but I chucked in two in that league just in case. And then I only had two in the last leg, uh, but I went wide in Maliva's race. I, I think I had eight in that race, and I, even though I didn't think incentivised could get beaten, I think I had five or six in that leg as well. So really, you know, you probably could have got a great, far greater margin. What do you got for us, Peacock? No, I just, uh, I just sent you through the screenshot of the actual uh, dividends for that race, uh, the Great Chase series. Um, Indy Fido was the winner. It paid thir- th- sorry, $34 the first leg. Hamilton got up in the second leg at $8. Ridge paid 10s in the third leg. So, wow. Um, and these were your proximates. It was Queen Kathleen, one of our favourites. She had the red 
in race eight. She was that was going for nine thousand eight hundred um, for a hundred percent of the quaddy. Uh, so there were some big divvies, but that's the, that's sometimes the advantage of having the field when you do get a big one up. And I, I think that the hardest part, the, the, the not, maybe not the hardest, but the most frustrating thing at times is when you do have field and then maybe some value in the second leg, and you might have a thirty two back to back thirty dollar pops get in, but then your favourite might win the. the third and fourth leg and your quaddy might pay real unders. That's the, I reckon that's the most disappointing part of a quaddy. I th- I, I'm, I'm always a big believer that you, you, you have to treat every quaddy on its merits. You can't, yep. you can't look at it and have any set opinion. You need to go into it and say, this is – if I need to play wide here, I'm playing wide here. Um, a, a, a good friend of mine, Tim, quickly before I get stuck into that story, Shannon says, hey, Jens, just got home. Can you read quaddy numbers out again? So you give yours, please, Peacock. Um, the first leg yes. just about to jump. So, First leg on one, two, four. Uh, second leg, as my computer's just rebooted, I'm one, one four, six, four, seven, eight. Six, seven, eight. Third leg, I am one, four, and seven. And the last leg, I am three, four, and nine. And I'm four into one, four, six, eight, into one, into three, and four. And you can find those quaddies on the Quaddy app as well. And the, who are you with this race? Well, Zach's entered the other. He's just going to win, I think. Now, I am uh, I am each way on the one soda fizz. I think it leads up, and um, Orca might provide a little bit of cover. I, I, I totally agree that if there were two dangers, well, obviously you've isolated them, but in soda fizz and Orca, but I just think, gee, on ability, this thing's, I think it's very, very good. Uh, I'll talk about the, I'll talk about uh, quaddies and uh, what a mate of mine did yesterday because I think it's, particularly from a thoroughbred, big spring carnival perspective, a good way to play. But for now... This thing better winner, I'll tell you what, Peacock's going to shove it right up. Kells raced <laughs> in the cup a few times with uh, runners, including Houdini Boy recently, so uh, perhaps it's having a, a little bit of a look, uh, of a fair way out from uh, from that series. $1.30 for Zach Sanity. If you have backed it, good luck taking the short odds, but does look the goods. There's the green light, set to go, ready Racing, Zach Sennedy got a bit of a squeeze shortly after the start, and it's worse than midfield going to the first corner. In fact, it's last the favourite going around that first corner, but now it's got a great run up on the inside. Soda Fizz the leader. There goes Zach Sennedy whipping up on the inside now. And then came Yahoo Sirius, three lengths to Walker, well back there. Was Medalia Daisy with uh, Zelko Spolly and Scary too. Off the back, and Zach Sennedy opens up now. Five lengths to Soda Fizz. Another six or seven, Yahoo Sirius. And then came Walker. Up around the corner, Zach Sennity was a bit slow away, but he's demolished these rivals here. Zach Sennity wins it by eight lengths to Soda Fizz. You would not be unhealthy, not me, if you ever cared to ask. Come on, you would have Oh, I'm happy. You know why? That was pure just relief, to be honest. And we spoke about it earlier. Peacock, isn't it amazing, like... It's one of the things I love the most about Greyhound Racing, that there's, there's a moment. There's a snapshot in time. He was gone. He basically gone. If a couple get in front of him and, the, and, and a couple want to drop down to the rail and he runs into a bum, he gets rooted, so to speak, as we saw before. Like, he, it's, all, it's all done. And then my, uh, my quaddy's cast. What's that say? Let's have a look at it. Okay, there's... there's uh, can, you his, can you see who's calling me at the top of the screen? Uh, it, is it Campbell? Uh, it's just, yeah, 
It was Campbell Rewilla. <laughs> I was going to name the other bloke, but he doesn't need to be named probably because it changed when you actually showed it the second time. But yeah, no, um, no, nah, that's uh, it was relief. Zach Kennedy paid a dollar forty in the end, or dollar sixty on some. That was uh, a gift. But what about the place on Soda Figs? That was the last leg of the uh, the multi I threw out earlier. So for those out there that took the two ninety or got around the three dollar ten, that's a that's a great price. See, that trifecta um, wasn't hard, was it? When you look at it, when you when you no, in retrospect. Wasn't. That's, that's, it wasn't hard, you could have that. You could, you could have had you. four into one and two a number of times. That's you know it's easy to say now, but it is. But didn't didn't um, Orca make the race for Zach Kennedy? I reckon he had a race on his hands if um, Orca didn't wipe out three quarters of the field on the first turn. I'll give you the gem though. I mean, you know infinitely more about this game than I do, but he's a good dog. I reckon. Oh, he's a he's a scary animal, mate. Scary he's dog. A freak. Yeah, Cal Greeno. He's, he, I mean, he's always had great dogs, but he's he's. You know, where she's fast is, you know, in another stratosphere, different type, starting its career. But that dog's going to be winning big races, in my opinion. It is. And um, he's he's going to go a long, long way. We know we saw his debut start. I think he went 29 and 10 or 29 and 20. But um, the, the, the sky's the limit for him, really. The only thing he does lack is box speed, hence why he steps up pretty quick. And he seems to be very similar to Houdini Boy. He's, that, yep. he's almost the exact mould. Um, so it's exciting and it's great for Greyhound Racing. Uh, what I will say, mate, what do you reckon that trifecta paid? Just a little um, little glance. Uh, let's have a quick look. Oh, do you know? Uh, yeah, I know. I like, reckon what tri- would you expect it to pay? Oh, gee, that's tough. I would say the trifecta would pay maybe around the $6 mark. No, nah, it's paid eleven seventy. Eleven seventy. This is what I – I'll go to a break now, but this is what I always talk about. Some People avoid the easiest thing sometimes because they say – no, nah, no, nah, it won't pay. Everyone will have that. Like, it's too easy. No. No, they won't. They won't have the easy thing. Four into one and two there. Really, if you go on if you go on times and ability, map, everything. Yeah. They were the only yeah, ones yeah. who were ever going to run the trifecta. And, and Zach's entity, if he got any luck, was always going to win. Even if you even if you box them up, three, six, twelve, you No, you wouldn't make you wouldn't really double your money if you boxed them. That's incredible. And if you'd actually played it four into one and two into one and two. Holy Jesus, I wanted to lick him. Let's go for a break. And by the way, remember to listen to Spring Racing Brecky with Cam, Luke and Simon O'Donnell on SEN Track. 15.93am Melbourne and 15.39am Sydney from 6am Monday to Friday. Back soon. I've got a lot of relief. The quaddy's on. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. This will shock you, but Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, Tab, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. There's no echo in the room. I'm not bombed two times. Uh, I can hear Poppy having a little chat in the background oh, there, and it's yeah. with, and it's with uh, your mate, Peacock. Very, very special guest here, and um, I, th- I think we need to address Poppy straight up. The fact that yep. he, he couldn't identify. Look, you do it as you want to do it, but I'll, I'll let you start the chat there. Canberra Willa. Uh, a champion in a different code, and now he's uh, and now he's heavily involved in the Greyhounds. Yeah, well, you gave me the job. Find Campbell Ruilla. I said, listen, I know the name. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, the call went out. Uh, you gave an announcement on air. Uh, he came up to me and he said, I cannot believe that you don't know what I look like. He came straight up to me. Don't you know who I man. am? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. Pleasant bloke. Uh, bit younger than what I thought, but looks about the size of a jockey. Yep. Um, uh, but now in a different role, Campbell. There you go. Yeah, really loving it. Um, I mean, it's sort of a bit of a transition. I'm, I'm obviously still race riding, 
um, close to every day, but it's just a really good hobby I've found. Um, it's something I really enjoy, and um, it's great to be here at Sale tonight. Well, it's interesting you mentioned you're still doing, obviously, track work, race riding. Uh, your day must start earlier than most, and Greyhound trainers, as a rule, say how hard their daily uh, expectations are. Couple that with track work. Wow. Yeah. What's it look like? There's a bit going on. I mean, uh, yesterday I had uh, track work, then worked the dogs, lost um, a couple of kilos, and then went to a voker, and um, yeah, so that was the day. And What, um, what time did you start? I uh, start at 3.30 each morning, so six and, days a week. And what time do you finish? Uh, a little bit earlier. My bosses, um, we finish them pretty quickly, so about 6.30. So it gives me a chance to um, get the dogs worked and um, and then get ready for the races. So a day like today, of course, uh, you've then had to make the trip to sale. So where are you based and what sort of travel time are you looking at? Yeah, so being a Sunday, I, I'm not working with the horses, which is um, um, sort of gives me a chance to yeah. break the day up. So... Um, today, obviously, uh, I wasn't at the races, so I've got a chance to pre- prepare for sale tonight, and um, I'll get back home by about 12.30 and be up at 3 again tomorrow. So, oh, so you get a full three hours? Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be uh, using every bit of it. And what do you got this week, race, race-wise? race Yep, uh, I'll be at Hamilton Tuesday and then Wednesday, Geelong. Um, I was had a good day at Avoca. Well, Geelong Cup Day this Wednesday too, isn't it? Is yeah, that right? yeah. Yep. I don't have anything in the cup, but um, yep. fingers crossed, Fields come out tomorrow. So, <laughs> well, the reason we got him on, boys, is because Mitch uh, sent Young Campbell a text and said, "Hey, listen, uh, you may not have heard the announcement, but we're looking for you to have a quick chat." And uh, lo and behold, here he is, fellas. I'll hand it over to Peacock, but already Jake the Snake. Now I don't know how he can tell us from a voice, but he says Campbell sounds like a jet of a bloke. But oh, he's, he's, he's moved smoothly into the world of Jake the Snake. Peacock, um, you chat with your good mate, and I'll come in late. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Cam, thanks for uh, joining us. I know it was a little bit of, uh, you know, to and fro to try and get you to get over to find Poppy. You ran away from the desk when, when you looked over. But um, you had a really good day at Avoca yesterday and uh, a couple of winners. I thought I would mention that off the top. Uh, winner in it was yeah. the second race and potentially the last. But um, the... The breakup between uh, horses and greyhounds for you, I've heard in a, an interview you did with um, with RSN, with uh, one of uh, bon, J-Bond's good mates, uh, Gareth, and um, you said it was something that, you know, really took your mind away from the racing side of things or horse racing uh, and track work side of things all the time. It's I know there's a lot involved in it, but greyhounds, uh, they're pretty therapeutic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I've always been someone that loves animals and um, and. Horses and dogs have always been a big part of my life. Not not the racing side, but just dogs in general. And it's um, it is something that's just helped sort of break up that um, daily grind for horse racing, so to speak. I mean, it's very repetitive for a long time. And I just think um, I just didn't want to get into the pattern of um, of I suppose a lot of jockeys. They just they they can form bad habits when you when you're sort of trying to control your weight a lot of the time. And you and it's quite a a um, 110 percent completely you know seven days a week so I mean I just um I found myself sort of needing to find a little bit of a a hobby and and just sort of um break it up for me a little bit and I I think um the dogs have been magnificent for me just just even on a day like today where I wasn't race riding it it, it's just meant that I haven't um you know sat around at home trying to keep my weight off and, and been too concerned about um things like that I've actually really fulfilled my day and been able to come out here to sail tonight and um, it, it's just a completely different side. Uh, I don't think any jockeys become a trainer. Um, I know I know a few like Jared Fry into the breeding, but um, 
it's just I found it instead of playing golf, it's um, it's the dogs for me. I, I really love it, and um, it's great to be a part of the industry. Now, as Jake the Snake did say, yeah, he sounds like a terrific bloke, and he is. Jet, Jet was the term. Jet was the term. Peacock yet. We have had um, quite a few chats on the phone, and some have been quite long, and uh, I'm sure he's probably sick of my voice. But uh, I only only got in contact with him um, due to my old man working at Hillsville, and the reason why I did mention socks and slides earlier, look for the boy in socks and slides, was because he did rock <laughs> up in those when he went to trial up at Hillsville. And um, now he's uh, got one of my old dogs uh, racing, and uh, i tell you what, he's, uh, he's in race eight tonight. I threw him in the quaddy. He's got box nine, and... Uh, we spoke just probably 10 minutes ago, and I, I think he's half a chance tonight, Campbell. Uh, I, I know, you know, you, you were to- tossing up where to go with him, but, um, yeah, you've enjoyed the journey so far, and hopefully we can uh, step well tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially the box two will help our chances tonight. I mean, last start, we obviously just from that wide gate, we got um, pushed off the first bend, and and uh, we've had lengthy conversations uh, Mitchie, just just about the box draw for him. It's so important that he can get get into a good position early. And um, yeah, look, if he if he gets his luck early in tonight, I'm, I'm sure he'll be in the top three. But it's just a matter of how uh, he can bounce. And um, I think I think he's in good enough order. If he gets the luck, he can run a really good race. So um, yeah, I mean, I can't uh, thank you enough, Mitchie, for all your help. You've um, behind the scenes, you've just been tremendous for me. And um, hopefully, the the resu- results can uh, start to show soon. Bloody hell, if there's one thing we don't need, it's another bloody peacock sympathiser, sycophant. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Campbell. <laughs> Lift, mate. Um, now, I, I, don't want, I don't want to state the bleeding obvious here, but you know you've you know you've know chosen racing as a way to get away from racing, Campbell. Like, it, it's pretty strange, mate. Like, it, you, you say you could play golf, but you've chosen racing to get away from racing. Are you, are you aware of this fact? Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a pretty sick factor, really. But... Um, no, look. To be honest, it's not so much getting away from it. I mean, it's just a, it's just something, a bit of a hobby, really. Like I, I really, um, like I said, I just sort of, I am getting away from it in a sense. But at the same time, it's helped me really, sort of regain my passion and, um, and just building on both industries. I've loved. So I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's very exciting to be at the races tonight. And I, I can honestly say, tonight and. Um, when we ran at the Meadows the other the other week, I felt like I was having my first race ride again. It was um, felt wow. sick. <laughs> jo- jo- jokes aside, like this is actually a magnificent attitude from a young man because you know you can get totally consumed by racing. In in a, in a way, Peacock, you and I are in the same boat. You get consumed by it. It's your entire life, one code or, or whatever it might be, and it's not healthy. You need you need to be able to get time away to do something else. Now, like I said. Getting away from racing with racing—that's a little, little odd, but it's uh, one way of doing it. it feel, last question for you, Campbell. It feels like you've clarified it, but just so we know for certain, do you actually like Peacock or do you just humour him? Like, you, what's the go there? You actually—it sounds like you actually like him. Oh, we can't be doing this on air, do we? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be starting any fights on air. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, you're a great team, and uh, look, it's a privilege to be on the show tonight. So, thank you very much to everyone. Good on you, Campbell. It was great uh, having a chat with you, mate. And uh, Poppy, I, I like I, I genuinely believe that like everyone needs an outlet. Sometimes you need multiple outlets, but racing can be. I was having this discussion even with uh, Damo Watson after I got off air last night. It, it's a very consumptive business, isn't it? So you, you to have an outlet is uh, it's super important, even if it is. 
just stepping sideways rather than uh, rather than a long way away. Well, well, see, the, the interesting thing is, uh, as Campbell, you know, pointed out, he starts at three thirty in the morning. It's a it's physically a demanding job, controlling you know animals of a ton or so, and uh, you know then you've got a lot of your day spare time. And when you're physically exhausted, we all know we love to eat or we love to drink or you've got time to catch up with mates or you've got time to do things that actually compromise what you want to achieve. So to keep your focus somewhere else actually probably helps uh, keep you away from the distractions that you don't really want. And uh, I think that's a good thing. It's a very disciplined thing. It's a very demanding thing that he's doing. But, you know, who knows where we, we speak to him now about a trainer on the way up. But who knows what's around the corner for, as a either jockey or a trainer. Um, now, Harley and Hobbs had a question for Cam. Maybe I'll get you to ask that privately during your break. Um, but okay. I'll get to that in a moment. But we better give a tip for the second leg of the quarter of, um, of escaped unscathed somehow out of the first leg. I'm, I'm going to go back to the well of um, – I'm going to go back to Hal, and I'm, I'm tipping a mega dodge. Uh, Are you really? Yeah, well, it's, I, I know it's like walking into the, the fire pit, but I just think he's the best dog in the race, and if he gets any sort of clear run, I think he's the one to beat. Over, over Aussie Secret is a major danger. See, I'm a big fan of the eight, Sweet Demi. I think this greyhound's yep. drawn beautifully where it wants to be. We've got a lovely card across. Uh, and I tell you what, I would not put a line through number one bearing gold. I'd love for it to get up in the quaddy. Its run two runs back was phenomenal uh, when it went, uh, what did it run? It broke 25 comfortably. It went 24.82. It went yeah. 5.23 to the first peg. And it's won three out of its seven wins off box one. Uh, I think it could be a real dark horse here bearing gold. And, um, I might do some sort of little same race, so, you know, Bering Gold top four and then Sweet Demi top three or something. But Sweet Demi looks the class runner outside of the favourite uh, Aussie secret. Now, this sounds rude because it's not on the quaddy yet, but I've done what I always do when I've staggered my quaddies. And uh, just for transparency in Glasnost, I've got a ma- in the main – I love what you're saying, uh, Peacock, because I've got Aussie secret and Amiga Dodge in my main one, but Bering Gold goes in, Sweet Demi goes into the stagger, and even – Massimo, back to uh, Massimo, back to back to. I know oh, he's, he's very unlikely to win. I get it, but I tell you what, if he did win at sixteen dollars and I wasn't on, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd blow up deluxe. Here's racing to sale. <laughs> so they're moving in well. Aussie Secret is the favourite here. All loaded up. There's the green light, ready to go, set for a start. Favourite box four. Racing, Aussie Secret got out okay. It's Showing bearing. pace was Bearing Goal. Going it's up bearing. to second, Massimo. Now whipping around them was Aussie Secret. Amiga Dodge is a bit deeper on the track. They're jamming up a bit here. And Aussie Dodge Secret's just in front of Sweet Demi, the outside. Amiga Dodge, Dodge is ready to pounce. Then came Massimo. Further back was Aston Glow. Coming up to the corner, the leaders Dodge punch will a bit. Swamp them. Amiga Dodge has got the sweep out wide. Sweet Demi in front. But Amiga That's what Dodge he does. the track specialist. That's Amiga what he Dodge does. I want it good for you by Olivia Rodrigo and I'm going to win it. I told you that, Tomo. All right, Vanessa Amorossi, whatever. Roger the Dodger. That's what he does. Didn't that look like the earlier win? Like, it's just... If they if they cram up and they do that and they give him an opportunity because he doesn't have that early speed to get into the race, he's a... He, 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 He's a special dog to watch when he's in a mood and it works out for him. Oh, he is. He's phenomenal. He's uh, he's swept around then. Aussie Secret's gone under at a dollar ninety. So great work for the uh, the quaddies there. I know it wasn't massive value, but four bucks was good. But yeah, he he got the beautiful run around him. Uh, 
the two uh, Aussie Secret and Sweet Demi had a nice old boxing duel up front. Uh, Massimo's run on beautifully for second. He was uh, massive hitting the line hard there. But I tell you what, Sweet Demi is a greyhound that you probably don't want to be hitting the, the lead with about 100 or 200 to go because it can mine can go wayward at times. But Amiga Dodge is as honest as the day and he loves using the track itself. I'll give you the gem, Poppy. We'll go for a break in a moment. But it's taken me a while. I've got favourites. I've had favourites in thoroughbred racing, favourites in the trots. Finding my favourites in greyhound racing has been a slow process. He is even – sometimes I like the ones that hurt me a little bit too. It's uh, me with women as well. But I like the one, I, I like <laughs> the dangerous ones. He's a dangerous dog to love, but I love him. Yeah, no, he's been good, hasn't he? Actually, Barry Harper's uh, pretty keen on one going to Melbourne later this week as well that he'll be trialling tonight. So I'll keep an eye on that and keep you boys updated. But he's only got a small team, but does a good job. I'll tell you what, if you don't update us, there'll be, there'll be consequences. Let's go for a break here. Sale Greyhound Racing Club, open with limited numbers. We'll come back with true or false. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. That's all true. Sale Greyhound Racing Club is also open with limited numbers. Rock says, can I please order a Palmer and chips? He seems to have one every Sunday. Just get it down there from <laughs> Sale from Grey's Bistro. Get on, Bon. I did. Free money. It was, uh, well, it wasn't free money. It's a mega dodge, but... It, Gee, I tell you what, I, I, I said, I don't know if my mic was on, but basically as the race was unfolding, I'm just like, he, he, he will win under these circumstances. So well done to Amiga Dodge and also to, um, well, to Bond. Uh, time for true, and fa- true or False. Who do you want to play with first? <laughs> okay, Rock's definitely going to say something about that. Who would, you, who would you like to ask the questions of first, Bobby? Well, I'd like to ask you the questions. I'd like to play with Mitch second. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, we've only got a few here. Um, Michael Jordan, uh, true or false? Michael Jordan makes more money from Nike annually than all of the Nike factory workers in Malaysia combined. Oh, surely true. I mean, it's immoral, isn't it? True. Yeah. More than two thousand. True or false? More than two thousand five hundred <laughs> left-handed people are killed every year from using equipment meant for right-handed people. Absolutely, and that's why Ned Flanders created the Leftorium. True. Of all the people in history that have reached 65 years of age, half of them are living right now. True or false? Sorry, you might have to say that again. Not Of all the people in history that have reached 65 years of age, half of them are actually living right now. True. Yeah, it is true. Final one for you. <laughs> That's a surprise, Poppy. Yeah. Uh, cotton candy was invented by a soldier. You're just going to give me four true ones, so I'm going to say you're true. False. Ah, uh, Invent- got him. Invented, invented oh, hey, got by- him. You're out. You're out. You're gone. <laughs> get get out of the pavilion. You're gone. See you later, mate. It was invented by a dentist, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so get it was invented by... Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's classic, isn't it? Um, oh, sorry. That, that text was, it was about the Perth tip. Was that Fitzmagic's? Oh, he's done it again. Is this Magic Man? Solar Eyes? I should have said that oh, earlier. That I apologise. I I apologise to that texture. Nah, it won't because... matter. They pushed it that many times. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I know if it's magic. He's not backward in coming forward. He's got he's got a lot of bottom bat in the kit. I like him. Um, he would he would have uh, he would have said it thirty times today. Fitz magic. Radio. Um, we are still a fair way away from the next race. Do you want to, do you want to play another I've element? Got some, I've, got, I've got some true or falses for Mitchy if you want oh, me to go. Away you go. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Um, just just ignore me, Joe Bond. 
Well, uh, well you're, so, you're very small and you're not even in the studio, so it's easy not to see you. All right, let's go. <laughs> True or false, uh, Mitchie Boy, more people in the world currently suffer from hunger than from obesity. Oh. It'd be a pitch battle, wouldn't it? That's tough. tough um, to start I'm off say with. false. It is false. More people in the world actually currently suffer from obesity than they do yeah. from hunger. I, I, I wonder how many people, like, how are they polling? Oh, like, I'm hungry sometimes. Am I, am I, am I in that poll? No one's ever polled me anyway. We move forward. Uh, oh, it'd be interesting to know if it was uh, pre-lockdowns or post-lockdowns. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Janice Joplin, true or false, left 2,500 in her will for her friends to have a ball after I'm gone. True or false? Uh-huh. Don't ask me who's Janice Joplin either because I'd be really disappointed. <laughs> I was going to. No, I'm joking. I would say true. That is true. Mitchie was born well after she died, so I don't think you'd be too offended yeah. there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, true or false? Bubble wrap was originally designed to be used as wallpaper. Oh. Nah, that can't be right. Nah, false. True. True? <laughs> Mate, I don't invent the true or falses. I just read them out. Hey, hey, did you... You're a little like I'm getting on in years. You're a little bit older than me. Did you ever have bubble wrap as wallpaper in your house? No, or, no, 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 never, no, never. Wouldn't have thought so. No. Uh, this is a, this is an interesting one. It's so stupid. It's interesting. True or false, Mitchie? Sharks kill four times as many people than vending machines every year. Sharks. Two of the most three. dangerous animals in the world, head to head. I'm, d- I'm just repeating this because nah. uh, it just more, needs to be more repeated. People die from vending machines than uh, sharks. Yeah, vending machines kill four times as many people as sharks per year. Yeah. Now, people I knew are scared. That one. To... I heard that um, yeah. quite a few years ago, actually. That was uh, one of the most surprising things I've heard. I can tell you the yeah. one that's upstairs here at SEN, I've wanted to kill it a couple of times, so it hasn't killed me. Yeah, but I... It doesn't spit your food or your drinks out, it holds yeah. it. Yeah, well, I, uh, apparently it's... it gets very nervous when Hutchie walks towards it. Um, go obesity, bang, bang, st- stuck it right up, stuck it right up and says, uh, geez, Rock, well done to. Uh, Bad people? I don't know. Uh, you can't say that anymore, can you? Know, you? So, you know so, what the, yeah, yes, I was going to say, you know what the vending machine's like? The vending What's machine it? is like our uh, our way out of COVID because it, it's. I'm interested it's like in this analogy. You, you feel like you've got to a certain point, you've paid for it, and it's about to just drop down, and it gets it like starts tumbling, and it gets caught half or three quarters of the way, and it's like. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. So, so, so like, we, we, there's no details to the answer of that question. So, no. are we assuming that people are shaking them and they're falling on people? Falling on them, must be. But I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm scared to go to the ocean because through fear of it being attacked by a shark. But I've never ever had a fear of getting something out of a vending machine. Yet, the vending machine is four times more likely to kill me than a shark. I would like yeah. to know some details of the humans that have been killed by a vending machine. Like, how much do they want a Twix? Like, how much? Yeah, how much, did, ha- they how much did they want that Twix? Um, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, the end of the day. I, I mean, we get hungry, um, but geez, I tell you what, I, I think I'd leave the Twix. Well, talking of hungry, here's your last true or false. All right, Mitch. In New yep. York City, approximately sixteen hundred people are eaten by other humans annually. Oh, gee whiz. Um, well, considering I think America has rock, the highest rock, obesity rock, rate, rock I'll probably say, uh, as well. <laughs> I'll say true. Yeah, I've actually lost the answer, so I'm going to have to Google it. Sorry, boss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> pop, 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 so we've got 
thousands, we've got thousands of people around Australia waiting for the answer. Uh, <laughs> Google it, guys. Can you Google it and then text in, if you don't mind, so I know? Poppy was too busy eating Campbell or Willer or so. I don't know what he was doing out there. But uh... There's not much, not much at old Campbell. Uh, I, I'm, no. hoping that, I'm hoping that can't be true. I mean, 1,600 people are eaten by other humans in New York City annually. I'm checking uh, now on the uh, yeah, Can you check Google? now and find out? Yeah, I, I'm, true is a dollar, dollar twelve here. In New York, wasn't it? Yes, it's a dollar twelve. Yes. Pigos grabbed his chin here. He's, he's, he's doing a little bit of a rub of the beard here. He's, yeah. he's trying to work it through. Uh, in June, uh, it says uh, Jaloon, uh, Jaloon. Jaloon. June 11, uh, yeah. 2018. In yeah. New York City, approximately 1,600 people are bitten by other humans annually. Well, okay. Well, that's not eaten, is it? No. Well, no. There's a big difference no. between bitten yeah. uh, and eaten because, um, yeah. I can imagine, I can imagine Bite, that many people being bitten. I've had a few crazy girls in nightclubs who want to take, want to take a bite, but, then, <laughs> but I've, I've come out still alive at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, you've come so, out with yeah. a, both, both arms just, intact. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, and he's just wearing a scarf the next day and it's 30 degrees. Yeah. I used to wear a scarf. What a weird time. Anyway, we won't go into that. Um, do you want to do can, – can we do fast talking with Poppy now? Uh, Tomo, are you ready to go with that? Now on Sale Sundays, it's time for fast talking. We're rifling through these because we've still got another eight minutes till the next at sale. And uh, unbelievably, this is how much fun this show is. We're in the third hour. Feels like we've been going for about 15 minutes. Uh, very spring carnival base, which I hope oh, will okay. suit you, uh, Poppy. But th- th- possibly. There's other ones. Um, well, I've already asked the top one. Did you win on Everest Caulfield Cup Day? You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, had a good day just by chance more than anything else. But that's all you need, don't you? A bit of luck goes I'll, a long way. I'll, well, I'll, I'll add one there. Did you, in, did you enjoy or anticipate or get more riled up about the Everest or the Caulfield Cup? Um, I... I th- Good question. You've, you've, turned, you've turned into Peacock yeah. now. You're going to, you want to that's take a couple a good, of minutes in fast talking? No, that's a really good question. You know what? I, I, I hate to sit on the fence, but I, so I had an interest with Mast. Oh, no, I think the Everest would have won because I, I, I backed Mast Avenger straight out, and I really just wanted to see what his incentivise could do because I've got him for the Melbourne Cup. And so, so Master, yeah, so the Everest did it for me. Yeah, I... You know, in a photo finish, I reckon I'm the same, and I never, ever, ever, ever would have thought that would be the case. No, um, no, exactly. Um, this is interesting because you've got the bet going, but it's still a worthy question. Is the hype around incentivised deserved or slightly overblown? Because even Bruce was coming out saying it was one of the great Caulfield Cup wins of all time. We know there's no internationals out here. What are our thoughts? Another good question. I think there's the story behind incentivised is intriguing as... Yeah, its performance, like the fact that it loses a maiden over, I think thirteen fifty by fifteen lengths first up, and then has put together I think nine wins in a row, including you know a few Group Ones on the way, and the fact that he's a red hot favourite for the Melbourne Cup gives us something special. You're right, without the uh, internationals, it looks a very it looked a very weak Caulfield Cup, and it looks a very weak Melbourne Cup. Uh, but you know the records will show in a hundred years' time. The winner, why not? It's always hard to tell, isn't it? I mean, you don't yeah. know. You, only, um, only the 2020 vision of hindsight and history. Yep. And Rox is among some some pretty blue and lewd texts as normal. <laughs> Poppy, that's only because the sharks eat the vending machines. I mean, that's a, that's probably an unknown <laughs> fact as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your golden rule of punning? Give us one. 
Um, odds on, look on. Did you follow Fitzmagic and Peacock on their big weekend antics? No, I didn't. Awkward. Um, uh, who's your favourite host at SEN Track? Campbell Brown. <laughs> okay. Huh? All right. Um, take a moment. You two blokes making up the trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. Rightio, that's good. Uh, which dog would you take if you if you held a slot in the Phoenix? What dog would you have? Wow. Yeah, you'd have brown dog. Um, I think. Uh, I think. Well, uh, well, she's fast. I'm really liking her. But there's one, and Mitch, you might be able to hear, uh, help me here. That my brother's pretty keen on that I've put out. Starts with K. About ten to twelve uh, to one in the book. Lens. Yes. Um, uh, and can, can I can I say that Peacock? <laughs> Fitzmagic Fitz has texted Peacock and basically, well, you're not, you're not, you're, you're not on the um, birthday list anymore. You're put not on that, the Christmas. Put it, yeah. put it that way, uh, Poppy. Um, that's why I asked the question, just to put you in a difficult position. You've done it twice before. Uh, best jockey in the land. Oh. Uh, Canberra Willow, if you don't, he's going to come up and haunt you. He's already eaten him. It's all right. Yeah, uh, look, I think, uh, I think Jamie Carr. Yeah. I mean, the record speaks for itself. It's quite extraordinary, really. Uh, but right now, I hope James McDonald confirms himself as one of the best uh, next week in the Cox Plate. How quickly will we forget? Uh, Favourite spring carnival race? Uh, Melbourne Cup. Really? I love it. I just love the Melbourne Cup. I, I, I love trying to line up the internationals normally with, with our locals. I just love it. I've been to probably half a dozen or so and... Uh, yeah, loved all, loved them all. We'll rip through a few more, and, and then we might go to our tips at sale. Um, would you ever? Yes, that's that's so good. I love it, uh, and I love that he's listening. Would you ever consider leaving Victoria if we had another pandemic lockdown? Yes, I thought you would. We've spoken about Queensland, uh, Mrs. Pop and myself. Uh, do you use emojis when texting? And if yes, what's your favourite? Uh, just the smiley one. Just the smiley one. That's the only one I use. Or, or the thumbs up. That's that's really it. Happy or okay. The thumbs up I used to find. Uh, Aggressive and like, couldn't you even take the time to give me something? Now, now I use the thumbs up a lot as well because you know. Yeah. Time what, about gifts, easy. what about gifts, Poppy? Do you use those? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I think mean, I sent you one. Poppy's a, gi- Poppy's a gift today. man. You can. Oh, yeah. That was a dollar twelve as well. Eating, eating yeah. people in New York and gift men. I can see one of your gifts right now. Uh, lots of nose. Um, one more, and then we'll. Uh, I'll finish this off after the next at sale. Um, uh, two more. Adele or Taylor Swift? Adele. Coldplay or Ed Sheeran? Uh, ooh, good one. Ed Sheeran. All right. I, I, tell every, I tell everyone I met him one day when, in actual fact... You just met a redhead bloke. Yeah, I was walking out the Perth uh, Perth Hotel at uh, 3.30 in the morning to catch a plane. He was just coming home, and I said hi, and he said hi. So to all my friends, I say I met him one day. So, But Ed Sheeran. Um, all right, this is important. I'm going... I'm one out in the quaddy, and I'm going with Narcissus because I am narcissistic in uh, race seven, third leg of the quaddy. Tell me what else you've got there because I'm almost already at the point, having got that favourite beat in the previous, where I'm happy to have a couple of little bets on a couple of others here yep. just in case this doesn't win. No, there's only two chances in this race for me. Uh, boxes four and box seven. Mac Rooster or Clayton? They're the two. They're the ones I want to be betting on. Uh, Mac Rooster was airborne at Cranny, 1738. That's absolutely flying. He doesn't like being drawn out uh, inside. I reckon he's drawn beautifully in box four. And Clayton, he's been in some really consistent form. I reckon he's a massive danger. Uh, I can't have the red at all, to be honest. I, I'm not a fan, but I threw it in the quaddy because it is the favourite. You have... Uh... 
I'm just hoping I'm on fire tonight. I feel like I am, and I'm hoping that I am because that doesn't give me any confidence. You know the other one I thought had a chance, and obviously you don't, is num- number five, Aston Freish. Oh, yep, Aston Freish, yep. It, go- it does go good. Um, goes good at sale, 25.05, two runs ago. Um, to be honest, there's a few in this race outside of favourite. I, I, the favourite's drifted now from $1.90 to $2.30. Probably should be better $2.80 pop. Uh, I, I can't understand the, the Fermi, well, the, the starting price because it hadn't been a sale. Uh, its time at, at Warrigal was just okay, 22.67. If you compare that to Mac Rooster, who's gone um, 17.38 at Cranny, I'm telling you which one's quicker every day of the week, and that is the Cranbourne run. That is absolutely sizzling. Put Clayton in there with his record as well, 24.80 at the track. They've got to be shorter than what they are. There's a few texts coming in. G'day, JB. Uh, Lisa has a... Has a five dollar buck, a five buck bonus bet. Can you lead her into something? I'm going Jazzy Minter. Uh, thanks, Ledge. That's from uh, that's from Brett. So I'm going have it have five dollars on Jazzy Minter. I know it's not going to get you a huge collect, but I reckon that's the one race seven and sale. I'm fretting. Has to be said. If it leads Narcissus, it will win. If it if it leads, it will win. I think it will lead. But I tell you what, I've had a, I've had a little bundle bet here on. The four, five, and seven, just as a little saver. I know, yep. be, I know people, but I've I've actually got my main quality going a lot of times. So people will say, "Well, you've had a, a hot favourite and then a second favourite get up, but that second favourite's going to be worth more through the quality because Aussie Secret was so short." And I'm happy to have a little bit just to get something back here, and particularly because Peacock, who I respect, obviously the opinion of. He's, he's putting the slows on. He's race seven and tail. I'm half shooting myself. Mac Rooster went super at Cranbourne the other day. The green light on, set to go. Ready for a start. Racing. Narcissus is a bit slow to begin and showing pace. The reserve bit of Pepper goes to a narrow lead. Going up on the outside was Clayton to challenge. Clayton from bit of Pepper. Going up there was Tiger Time. Then for the back came Narcissus rolling well now. And then came Annie Rose in behind those was Ashton Frasch coming up to the home corner. And Tiger Time took over. Got away by two or three to Clayton. And Narcissus is drifting back but up the straight it's Tiger Time in front. Tiger Time from Annie Rose and Clayton. Fourth goes to Ashton Frasch. Then for the back came Cosmic Roy in behind those Narcissus, Mac Rooster, bit of pepper showed some pace, got checked and dropped out, and it's 24 and 87. We got a break coming up, or that honestly, in all seriousness, Clayton was an absolute dog's breakfast. Then it should have won once at the top. I don't know if it wanted to keep going. If you are a 24, 90, or 80 dog and you've been left standing like you're in quicksand, there's something seriously wrong because I know Tiger Time's a handy pup, but he's gone his time. Baffling, absolutely baffling. Jay Bond, you can speak. Oh, Marcus right, okay. Went down. I thought it was a ballsy move by you putting him one out in the quad, considering he hadn't seen the track, and you usually go on things that look at the track. No, I do, but I, I, I just thought seven starts, four wins, you're a winner. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, and, and you know more about this than anybody, uh, Peacock. We'll go for a break in a moment, but this whole thing now, clearly he's a dog that just wants the rail to the point where, like, he just wanted to just keep hunting, and by the time he got off, then he ran into bums. That could be a tricky thing as well. When, when they're what like you have, you have some dogs that are like they're being ridden by James McDonald or Jamie Carr. That they they slice through. They know how to make all the right moves, and some just want one thing, don't they? They either want it, they either want space and to be out wide, or they want or they want the rail, and that and that's all it will do. 
Oh, spot on. No, exactly right. And um, yeah, nothing really went right for Nas. Just missed the kick, tried to push up, got into a handy position, looked like it wanted to get off the track. And uh, in the meantime, Tiger Time just said, good luck uh, catching me because uh, I am off and gone. But uh, you're right. There, there's some greyhounds love it, some hate it. Tags actually asked me today when I was on air uh, briefly with the boys. Uh, he said, how do you expect um, there to be trouble in boxes one, two, three when they're running in a straight line at Hillsville? But what... From a from a non greyhound point of view, you've got to understand that they don't just all run gun barrel straight. They, they <laughs> there, move there, the there's not lines on the track there. It's not the hundred yeah, meter yeah. sprint. Not lanes. Um, very quickly, we've got to go to a break. But uh, last three for fast talking for Poppy. What is your hype song? Oh dear. What gets you wound up when you when you? I know you go to bed at seven thirty, yeah. but uh, and all the rest of it. But like when well, you really need to pump up. Sweet, sweet child of mine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, what a ripper. She got out of the blue sky. Is racing breaching its social license by allowing crowds to attend the Melbourne Cup this year? Uh, no. I don't know. I reckon they might be. I reckon, well, basically because it's such an elitist, uh, you know. I mean, I, I, you heard the news and you were like, oh, I can go, and then you realise, oh, I can't go. No, I'm no, not. I, I, I'm not one of the elite members. Um, so it's really only looking after a few people. Has the Everest? You, you, you know what? We're a good idea for the Melbourne Cup to do is actually get the value of a hundred thousand people by and let ten thousand in. Is to actually sell raffle tickets. Yeah, hundred percent. Go. I said this uh, the other day. Yeah. Yeah, and that way uh, you may win or you may not win the VRC. Uh, VRC get themselves a hundred thousand dollar crowd pool, uh, and still let ten thousand people in. Yeah, and and it actually maybe allows. Some of yes, us, some of us plebs. I mean, we're not really plebs, are we? I mean, we're legends. But um, so let some of us plebs in. Let's go to a break. Um, and by the way, love Ed Sheeran, but Cole plays much better from Tomo. So that's important information. Let's <laughs> go to a break. Staying alive for six. Are you still in Jobon? Uh, no, he's not. He's not. No. Uh, you are. You are, no. Mitchie. I think Mitchie knew the answer to that just quietly. Let's go to a break. Live around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaways still available. Welcome back to Sale Sundays. Oh, yeah, 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 right, Thank you yeah. to it there, J-Bon. Welcome back to Sale Sundays. Just over half an hour to go and uh, it's been a pretty eventful night. J-Bon's uh, one of his favourite dogs, Amiga Dodge, got up in uh, race six on the card and <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Tiger Time saluted in the last, and we are both mm. out of the quaddy. I'm still alive and staying alive for six, but um, it's been it's been a fun night, Javon. We've learned a bit about one another, and um, Canberra Willow we had on the show. Poppy's been fantastic as always, and hopefully we can oh, close this man. last half hour out with a uh, winner or two. In race four, was the winner Kira Spolly? Yes. yes. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. And I'm just uploading to our Facebook page now all the pictures of the winners, but I just couldn't remember. Um, one sorry, of, sorry, boys, as you were. Tell me this. I didn't ask this in fast talking. We'll get to the J-Bon quiz in a moment. But what exactly in terms of um, your Balkan heritage? So what's your mum's name? Um, well, if you pronounce it her way, it's, it's Maleva Milicia Jocic. So that's um, Croatian? It, it, yeah. In, in good old Australia, it's Maleva Josic. Yeah. 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 Love the so, Croatian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Croatian, yeah. Love the Croatian people. Went to school with a lot of yeah. – one, one of my very best mates in the world is uh, is Croatian, and they are um, wonderful people. Mask Crusader, not Avenger from Shannon, so that comes on the back of uh, – Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, me, oh, sorry, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry, boys. Uh, what else have we got? We've got um, – doing a great job, Tomo, after your earlier uh, – I'll use the word stuff up there uh, from Morocco. It wasn't – like, 
he had to be alerted. Now you're square. Pull your finger out. Um, Bonners, Mitchie told me the dogs. Uh, the, no, no. I, hey, Rocky, you nearly, you nearly got me to do a demo there. You nearly got me to do a demo, and then I saw I saw a word that wasn't peacock, but it had the last half in it, and I, I've pulled up sharp. Um, hey guys, love my weekend listening to SEN, and you guys. I have a question. If it was raining, legs of ham. Uh, no, look, I, 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 hey, Brobsy, we've got Rock's brother now. All of a sudden, the whole family's in on it. There was a question earlier, as a matter of fact. Oh, the one that I had for for Canberra Willow, just give me a moment. Um, when you get a moment, Bobby, yeah, ask him. Ha- he said, Ob- yeah. obviously, Dad has been going great guns for many years, and Uncle Brad has transitioned to WA with instant success. And also the man who uh, partnered Weekend Hustler during his reign, um, even though he's not one of mine. Does Cam see himself being in the saddle for another 20-plus years with weight requirements in mind, Harley and Hopper says, and I'm already getting the big Gavin Lang don't argue no from uh, from Peacock. It, sound, it, sounds like, it sounds like a no without even having to ask him, to be honest, Bobby. I think ideally it, it probably it seems like some sort of transition for him, doesn't it? It, it appears that maybe the demand of being a full-time jockey uh, he's, it might be eating away in the background, and, and the fact is, that he's got a, he's obviously got a good head on his shoulders that he can see that maybe a couple few years down the track he, he might be concentrating in other areas. Yeah, yeah well, I, I had a, I had a good chat to him. Uh, I, I told you we spoke. Sounded like it went for a while. Yeah, it sounded like it went for six hours. It was like a yeah, like, we it was spoke like a Twitch broadcast one day, and I um I teed him up a nice uh, catch up with Robbie Britton to go and you know learn a few things about training and. Um, he said to me, he goes, it's not that the I, I don't love um, the riding side of things. It's the yeah. it's the having to lose weight. It's being, you know, yeah. a, a 60 kilo, uh, I think he's an apprentice still. He's a 60 kilo apprentice. It, it's hard yards. He said, you know, having to lose three and a half kilos to drive up, it's not good for your health. Um, you know, it's but it's what they do. And he knows his old man and uh, uncle have had such great careers. And he, I, I think Campbell, he, he, you, if you had the time to have a chat to him, you'd find out certain things about his career as the date. He's only about 20, 21, 23. But um, he's been a bloodstock agent over in Hong Kong for his old man. Mm. Uh, and I reckon that's something that he was uh, he's pretty keen on pursuing at some point as well. But um, I think having him involved in greyhound racing is massive for the sport. Um, it just shows that, you know... Um, they're willing to give it a go. His old man and a few of the other jockeys actually own a greyhound who was two from two up in uh, Wendy Park. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'd probably be best to ask him the question about um, will he ride for the next 20 years. But um, I know that, you know, he loves his riding, but it's the certain little nitty-gritty things that can take its well, toll. Well, he said he's getting home tonight at 12.30. He's up at 3.30, 3.30 for track work. Are you serious? Like, that can't be good for you, surely. No. no and, and he reckons – I think he told me one day – he had to lose like you know three kilos to go and ride in Benalla or something, and like you get wow. like certain things, you know, with your with your health that happens to you as you're trying to ride and you spasm. Yeah. And... We might wait for the uh, for the next race, and then we'll get stuck into the J Bond quiz coming up pretty soon, which I'm excited about, given that we're across the SEN network tonight, including eleven sixteen SEN sixteen twenty nine SEN SEN SA and Mount Gambier SEN Hobart SENWA Peel. And SENW, uh, NT, I should say, as well. And the SEN track stations right across the country. Race 7, uh, race 8, I should say. I thought this was, from, from a bloke from a harness racing background, I like races where there's a certain predictability 
I think three and four draw away here, and you can and there's ways to play this race. Three to beat, four to beat a couple of others, four to beat, three to beat a couple of others, and this to me it appeals to my sensibilities, Peacock. Yeah, this is. Uh, it seems that way. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, it's probably a little bit of me, a bit in me that uh, wants Forcelli to win. But I think he's really well drawn down in box two. He's um he's won eight races in his career. Four have come off box one, and the others um, have come off boxes two, three, four, and eight. Uh, I just think he's really fixed. nicely drawn with no speed in box one. Um, he might get a bit of shelter early from Lavish Diamond. And if you can hold a spot on the fence there, I reckon he's half a chance of a of a place div uh, or even pinching it if there's a bit of bunching. But, um, yeah, I think Lavish Diamond looks the, the likely leader. And I just think it's going pretty well, Lavish Diamond. Whether it runs out the trip is the uh, the big question. Uh, yep. Again, you two can have a little chat because I'm, I'm just going to put some bets on well, that. Well, right. Ast- well, Aston Oriental is uh, fixed odds, a $1.35 favourite. Uh, Jason Thompson trained David Kerr, Lavish Diamond. Showing, I'm just waiting for the fixed odds price to come up on the tote dollar fifty. The favourite, two dollars ninety is number three fixed, and back uh, for, yeah, forcefully thirty four dollars fixed would be neat for Campbell and only two seventy a place. So they give it as you do a chance for a place, Mitch. But whether he can win would be a shock, but it would be a pleasant surprise for a uh, Campbell. And I, fingers crossed, he he runs up to his potential. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Peggy. Okay. No, I was going to say, I reckon Aston Oriental is uh, is the lay of the day, $1.50. It's form, it's been okay. Jason Thompson holding on to it suggests it's got ability, we know that. But you look at its last four runs and it's just been, it's been okay, really. It hasn't done anything, um, you know, super. Lost to carry on Liam before and a bit length, but 34.84 at the Meadows. That's uh, probably a little bit outside the class of what Jay's usually keeps. Um, but saying in this race, it probably, it's probably... A two dollar pop, I'd say. This yeah. is this is my uh, like, like this isn't just on ability. I, I'm I'm just mapping these two. To, like when I've, I've done my early speed here, lavish diamond leads. I reckon Aston Orientals on the scene pretty quickly. So it's not just that they've got an ability edge. I think they've got I think they've got a uh, tactical edge as well. And Rose's honey was my roughie as well. As a matter of fact, yep, strong as an ox. Did you have one more uh, quick one there, Poppy, before we go to the race? Look, I was just going to say, uh, just looking at the sort of work Matty Clark's doing on his dog on the screens at the moment, uh, variation if he does jump might uh, give them something to chase as well. But as Mitch said, he needs to jump, and it's not something he's renowned for. No, I, 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 well, I went solemn after the previous race. I might go solemn for a bit longer. Just very quickly now. I'll wait. I'll wait. I want to make a comment on the Canberra oh, Willis no. situation, but let's go to race eight. Final leg of the quarter. What's that? Oh, I went to just have a uh, small wager and falsely and ac- accidentally clicked on Rose's honey. Oh no! Oh, it's no. my best ruffy. You won't. You won't regret it. If falsely wins, well. ready to go. They're set. Racing, Aston Oriental a oh, little slow to go. It's hunting towards the inside and showing pace variation. Going up on the outside was Forcefully. Railing beautifully was Aston Oriental now from Forcefully and then Lavish Diamond on the inside variation. On, then about Forcefully. two lengths to clock. Hang on. Well back in the field was Rose's Honey and then Maroka Magic coming up towards Come the Come on, Lavish, get second. Forcefully. Aston Oriental has dashed away. Second, Forcefully. Then for the back, Lavish, on, Lavish. Diamond in behind those. Rose's Honey but up the Come front. On, Lavish. It's Aston Oriental well out in front. Aston Oriental wins it. Second, Lavish. Lavish oh, Diamond, geez. third, fourthly, and then fourth will be Rose's Lavish Honey. Lavish Diamond, second. Variation next from Klopp and Maroka. I can't Magic, breathe. And the time is 29.24. Talk about, talk about things that will end your life. The punter, I'm not expecting to get much further than this. 
I've, I've, I've overextended myself to get to 42. Um, but um, somehow I got the trifecta there. I don't know how much it'll pay, but Astion Orientals are pretty, like like you say, n- not one of Jason Thompson's cool. elite, but that was a good performance. 29 and 23 as well. Just got a really nice run. Um, 29 23? Was pretty gutsy for second. What's that? 29 23. Yeah, airborne. Jeepers. That's why he's, he wouldn't, I told you, he wouldn't have for no reason, but it's runs, it might be a better country dog than a uh, city dog, to be fair. Um, but um, I, I thought Force was a nice little run there for uh, 30. Just got nailed Terrific. on the line. Terrific uh, run. And I think the fact that Variation came off the rail and opened the door for the favourite sort of changed the complexion of the race, didn't it, after 150 metres? No doubt about it. I just We'll go to the, the quiz now, but I, one more comment on the Campbell-Rawilla situation. I, and, and he's already started down this road. He's obviously a very switched-on kid, young man. He's definitely not 22 because uh, Peacock said he's either 21 or 23, so he's definitely not 22. Um, so... It's actually a much harder and more courageous decision to make because everyone in his circle or every, you know, he would have mates he's grown up with that are like, you've got the world at your feet. You can, you know, if I had this opportunity, like, I'd do anything to take it. And it takes courage to actually say, no, look, I've got a plan. I'll do this for five or six years. I'll make hay while the sun shines and I'll set my life up at the same time. It is a much, much harder decision. It's a different situation obviously with Tom Boyd, mental health or whatever, but even footy players that decide, I, if, if it's not doing it for me, whatever you're doing in life, it doesn't matter if everyone else is jealous and thinks that they would take that opportunity. If it's not doing it for you or it's, too, or, or, or it's creating a problem in your life or it's unhealthy for you, make that courageous decision and, and get that moderation of balance in your life. All right, Javon Quiz is here. Jason Bonington considers himself a champion quiz master. From his appearance on Temptation, it is time for the J Bond Quiz with your quiz master, Rob Popplestone. Oh, thank you very much, Tomo. Welcome to uh, Poppy's Quiz here. Uh, the, oh, actually, it's Jason Bonington Quiz. Uh, question number one, how much did that trifecta pay the last race in sale? Oh, it's hard to say. Um, I would guess... It's hard to say if you check the tab I'm up. just trying to think about what it might... I would go roughly... I'd go eleven oh, ninety. Yeah, very good. Well done. It's not too bad. Uh, all right, here we go. Now I've I've actually thrown in this question for the second time because the first time you didn't know the answer, Jay Bond. So Ooh. I'm testing you. Okay. This is a test. What is the diameter in inches of a basketball hoop? You knew this one, didn't you? Uh, Eighteen. You know? 18, very good. Well done. What do you call it when you get three strikes in a row in 10-pin bowling? A turkey. Very good. I've had, I've had, a, I've had a few turkeys and, and, and a, couple of, a couple of four-baggers as well. <laughs> do not, do not mention you... the word turkey on this show because Rock will come up with something. Yeah, yeah. There'll be uh, basting involved, yes. Or yes. slapping. Uh, what's, your best <laughs> score in, what's your best score in 10-pin bowling? Uh, 212. I think it was amazing. I used to play with my uh, beautiful late brother, and he would um, he would beat me every time. But he never he never broke 200. And I, I was I would be uh, I was trailing trailing, but I did get 212 one day. I reckon 212. Not not far behind me then. All right. Uh, question number three. How many players are there on a baseball team? Oh, I hate baseball. Um. All right, well, maybe 11? I'll change the 11? question. Do you, do you like or do you, uh, uh, No, there's nine. Okay. 
During the first ever modern Olympics, what were the first players awarded with or first place getters? Uh, I do know this as a matter of fact. Um, it wasn't gold. It was... Oh, what was it? It was like a... Was it a wreath of some kind? Can I have a little clue? Uh, it wasn't gold or bronze. <laughs> they were oh. given silver, obviously. Yes, they were. Very good. Uh, and the final question, Jay Bond, for Jay Bond's quiz. And I must say, for those first-time listeners, Jay Bond is quite extraordinary with his general knowledge. Uh, the Olympic size pool obviously is 50 metres in length, but how wide is it? Um, well, it's eight lanes. Now you just got to work out exactly how wide those lanes are, I guess. So Olympic pool. So you're asking for. I reckon it would be 25. Yeah, very good. Well done. Yes. First time listeners, just be aware. Just be aware I'm a dangerous man on the quiz. A dangerous man on the quiz. Tell us about the time you uh, went on Temptation, Jay Bond. Uh, uh, yeah, well, no, don't uh, remind you. How long have we got? It's 8.37. Uh, Jay Bond has just written my resignation letter for my job with that speech, says Chels. Well, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's, it's really, really, I know I, know I, I do tend to, um, to, to sermonise a little bit and get on the pulpit, but it's, it's just true, don't you reckon, Bobby? Like you, you, oh, you sort of, you sort of sometimes hard in life, particularly when there's obligations and responsibilities. And I'm not saying don't put yourself in the shit heap, but I'm, but basically, if you if you're in a situation that's not making you happy, then just driving continuously towards that is like it's it's you, not good. Just, yeah, no, you've just got to find the balance between what you have to and what you really want to do. Yep. And sometimes you've got to make compromises. Mitch is going through one right now. And it may well change things dramatically. It may have little effect. But if you have time to actually think deeply about them and where you want to go and what you want to do and then line up your priorities, you'll end up where you should. You you know, I love my sayings, but uh, one of them is this. Fate is the thing you meet on the road you took to avoid your fate. A hundred. Well, I mean, it's convoluted, but I absolutely get it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and also the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So you can you, you, you <laughs> exactly can, you can try you can you can try and make all the right decisions what other people tell you to yep. do, but it, ultimately you want to be you want to be laying on that bed at the end um, mm-hmm. when when they come in with the cross and just say oh, I think I think I think it all went pretty well. Let's go for what, yeah. No, I was just going to say I, I couldn't agree more with what you said before. Like if you don't enjoy what you're doing, why are you doing it? Find something you do enjoy. It, it's I, I cannot understand. People that you know say, oh, "I hate my job." Well, then go and find another think, one. Don't be complacent with I it. I think we'll go to a break, but I think I think there's a lot of people who probably don't really know what they want to do. But but the thing is, it's okay to experiment. But what Poppy said was perfect. Find that balance between what you have to do and what you want to do. Let's go to a break on sale Sunday, Sunday fun day, Sunday. The dogs run day. Come back for the last twenty minutes. Stick with us on SEN Track. Live around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Sale Sundays. Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. Sundays, uh, great to be here with you on SEN Track. Um, I tell you what, I go out for a bit of fresh air sometimes on the breaks, as you would know, Peacock. And, I, and, and Rock would know I generally need two elements to get the freshest air that I'm looking for. And I've, forgot, I've, forgot, I've forgotten one of those elements t- twice and the other one once. Um, so 
I, I just want that. I just want that real fresh air. You know that that, that country air that I'm used to from back in my Geelong days. You understand, don't you, Peacock? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking rock, about. Rock knows what, what kind of fresh air I'm after. It's not that fresh, Poppy. No, a little bit of little chuff. Hey, I'll sit down. <laughs> oh, yeah, be, be careful, eh? Hey, be careful. I'm not Shaquille O'Neal. Like, I, just going out there. And I'm, I'm just going out there. Yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. Sorry, Poppy. Go on. Yeah, um, I was down in the Geelong area on the weekend. Oh, what shot a... Down, bull- yeah, shot down there Friday. We ended up at Queenscliff for a couple of nights and uh, went to Barwon Heads and Ocean Grove and Port Lonsdale and a few places. So it was all pretty good. <laughs> So, I mean, did you do the entire perimeter of July? This is unbelievable. I just went to uh, Newtown and uh, Leopold, and yeah. I, I just had a little go at uh, Point Lonsdale. And uh, I, I, tell me this, because I asked Tomo before, I said, how, yeah. how much do you know about the restrictions? Yeah. And he said, I know a fair bit. And then I asked him a question, he said, I've got no idea. So, you know, it was, it was a difficult conversation. I'm going down there for the Geelong Cup. This Saturday. Which is the, oh, yeah, okay, yes. Uh, in uh, harness racing. Can we mention what you were saying to me off air? Or, in, in, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I look, I, you know what it's like. You, you, you never. I mean, if I, I was half confident, I let Mitch know about my brother's dog during the course of the week that he was very confident on, and it was actually quite disappointing, wasn't it, Mitchy? But I, I, I had a, I had a, I've got a, you know, a bee's back leg ownership of a horse uh, or a harness horse that's trained by Aaron Bain in South Australia. Pretty progressive team. It was called the Capiti Express. Um, drew two uh, at Gawler in the Gawler Cup today, and actually ended up like sort of winning half comfortably today, which was nice. Paid somewhere around $4, either side of $4, pretty close, I think 4 plus. So it was a good day. I, look, and I didn't tell you boys, and I, 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 I sort of just watched with hope more than any confidence. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, oh, it's just wow. fantastic. When you get in, I've said it before, but I'm not massive, massive into ownership, but I'll tell you what, it is, it's a pretty beautiful thing when you do get involved in it and you have some success. So uh, I'm, I'm just sort of, Thankful from a uh, with your enormous bank balance, Poppy. That I'm thankful for the harness racing game that you've had a winner because, like, well, I joke, but you know what I mean. You're going to get involved if you get enough out of this. The whole thing is you turn it over. It's the same oh, thing yeah. with a greyhound. If you if you if you get one and you win a little bit of money, like I don't think too many people say, well, I'll take that and and and, no. and scrunch it away for savings. You'll say I'll get another one. Well, the, the good thing is, and so just to be totally transparent, it, it cost me. Nothing. It's a hundred people put in a hundred dollars. So one of Aaron Bain's mates, who I knew, just put out a generic email: "Hey, a hundred bucks." Hundred people put in. He got a hundred people involved. I think you know somewhere between forty and sixty are turning up at the track to watch their uh, their one percent go around. Uh, and I'm sure most are like me. You know, as we're speaking off air, like well, whatever we get, let's turn it over and have, have a go at something else just for a bit of fun. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Going around and. As we know, I've uh, been a big fan of trying to push that for a while now, um, trying to get the sporting club involved. Um, I had a, a good chat with uh, Jimmy Ma the other day. She's um, called the Greyhound Girl. She's from up in New South Wales. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, some good ideas came of that chat. And uh, it, it's the one thing with Greyhound racing that I, I know personally I can speak as uh, you know someone that's got a few of my mates at the cricket club involved. And when we first got our Greyhound Annie one, uh, on his first start, we went absolutely mental. And there's no better yeah. feeling than that. But I'll tell you what, um, the the whole idea to, instead of take that money out, you want that group of people that just reinvest it, say, all right, we'll buy another one. We'll find something else. We'll go and breed a little. We'll go yep. and do this. We'll go and do that. That is the best part about it, that you, you keep them in the game. Because I think that the thing is that some people will say, oh, no, I'll take my, I'll take my winnings and, 
you might not ever get them again. So um, you got to enjoy them while they're around because they're not easy to find uh, winners. Yeah, no, that's no, good, good. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a special thing. And and just getting to the point of ideas going around now, I, I'm not. This is not a judgment of any particular administration because I think they all do a terrific job and they've done a wonderful thing uh, keeping everyone involved in racing during a difficult time. But and, uh, this probably happens in small groups, but I'd love to see big, broad um, panel discussions with with shitloads of people, like, giving all of their ideas at times, you know, because... Oh, it'd be fantastic. Like, like it... it I, because all the ideas can't come from the administration. They, 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 no. There are going to be brilliant ideas that are going to come left of centre and, and to be able to just have a big, broad chat. Now, some of them you just go, right, oh, yeah, that's, that's slightly ridiculous. We'll, we'll take that on board, but it's not going to happen. But yeah. uh, but you're going to get others that you're never going to think of yourself. Like, uh, I, no. Yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think it would be wonderful for all codes to be really open to those concepts. Oh, we need that sort of stuff. We need large groups of all aspects where it's owners, breeders, trainers, you name it, all in certain areas to all come together and have discussions and erase, you know, raise ideas of whether it's ownership, whether it's breeding, whether it's, you know, certain ideas that we've got that we reckon, you know, would grow the game because there's always potential for growth. Otherwise, we're, we're stale. You know, if there's no growth in the game, well, where where's then, where are we going? Because we know that we've obviously got the Phoenix coming up. It's going to be massive. So we've got to think, well, we've got the Phoenix coming up, but how can, you know, we, as I mentioned before to Ash, how can we target all these people to get non-Greyhound people into the game to make that experience great? Hence why I mentioned, Javon, about, you know, SCN, whether they, you know, had three 250 slots or 300 slots at 250 bucks a ticket, whether they were thinking of something like that, to get the listeners involved into Greyhound Racing, straight away there you've got a large number of people involved. But that's just my idea, and I'm sure there's thousands of others out there that have got ideas, but they never heard. I'm not just saying this, Poppy, because, um, well, I consider Ash a mate, but he's the perfect kind of an administrator for mine that, because yep. he comes from a different background and he's just yep. really open to, to ideas. Yeah, he, look, Ash, Ash and his team actually came down here for a bite to eat and stayed the night and had a bit of a look around. And, yeah, he's very progressive in his thinking. And it's like anything, you know, you you, you associate with different people, you have a different outlook on a new set of eyes, as they say. This is my best yeah. of the night, Jazzy Minder. Have you got one for us here? Uh, no, I'm gonna go, I'll kick it on with you, mate. I'm going to kick it on with you. Like, I, if there's anything that's hmm. – any, there's only one danger in the race, and that is number four, Extreme Harriet. Well, I hope so. And – Again, I do – one of the things you learn is to look at those – again, it's a little bit like people talk about the wet track form, Poppy, from uh, from yesterday, and they say you've got to delve a bit deeper. Don't just look at the stats. But I, I do like looking at box stats, but not necessarily just. So Jesse Minder's two from two. Only ever won three races. Two from two from box seven. But that just doesn't say – like it's a box. She's a box seven dog. It says she likes a bit of room. Yep. She likes being out wide. And so you learn a little bit looking at those stats. Yes, you can delve deeper, but there's information there. And it's a little bit like yesterday. First of all, you got to, you got to work out can they run on the wet, and then you can delve deeper after that. Well, I'm, 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 look, I, I like exactly your. I'm, I'm going to be boxing up the four, five, six, and seven. Uh, the squeeze oh, boxes. Jeez, you read my mind, Poppy. Box try. Mm. All right. Love that. Pray for us out there, people, to whoever your deity might be. Buddha, Vishnu, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's race nine, sir. Kind of a field, the one to four win stakes. So they're moving in. 
Race number nine on the card. Last of the runners locked away. Favourite box four. Green light on. Set to go. Ready for a start. Racing, Extreme Harriet got out reasonably well, showing pace there. Coco's hot, the leader though. Going up to second was Flywheel Dolly. Around the outside was Miss Angel Die. Then Extreme Harriet on the inside. Come and on, Jazzy. around them was Jazzy Minter with a run. In behind those, Lacey Rose. Coming up to the corner, out wide on the track. It's Jazzy Minter hitting the front. Jazzy Minter got away by about two or three. Kick, kick. In second there was Extreme Harriet, but it's Jazzy Come Minter. On. Jazzy Minter from Extreme you. Harriet. There was Flywheel Dolly and Lacey Rose fourth. Help me if you ever care to ask. You better you. I'm so happy. I spent the time trying to be Yes, Minta. Get up. And you know what? Again, like, great race dog. Got itself into a slightly awkward position, but then said, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to hunt through, hold ground, stay where I want to be, keep away from other dogs, and then when it accelerated, it was over pretty quick, Peacock. It was, and who was it who mentioned uh, earlier that there, that, was it Lisa, $5 bonus bet? Yes, yes, Lisa, and Brett's a great man. Um, actually, I, well, I'm not going to mention it, uh, but he did a, a wonderful act with... Uh, with his daughter, I believe, uh, related to me, so I'm, I'm, which I'm very proud of. Sorry, Michael says settle down, Jason. Sorry. Sorry, Matt. Yes, Jay Banger, where's my wife? Rowan from Wanneroo. I don't know. I'm not near her at the moment. You smashed Who's that, Bonner. Who told you to well, calm well, down? Uh, Michael. He, he can be like that. Hey, uh, well done all. Good on you, Poppy. I'm sorry about, I'm sorry the six didn't run third. I mean, we're, we're celebrating here and no. Flywheel Dolly screwed you, but uh, well done tonight. Well done to you. What what a finish to the night. Well done. Uh, good on you, Peacock. I love the haircut. Cheers, boys. It's been a great night as always. Um, well done, Jayvon. Found a few tonight. No more Bailey Fritcher-Bearing. Great work. Back to him. Well worked out from Big T. Did the boxes trifecta. Looked perfect. But how did five get pushed out so wide? Channel from Bottles Bay. Thanks for joining us. It's been another amazing sales Sundays. I'm off for a couple of weeks. But I'll tell you what, knowing me, I'll be back here tomorrow for something. Enjoy. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.